Racing HQ. We're all locked and loaded now. With the latest news. Stand by for a start. Form analysis and markets. Plus interviews with the key jockeys and trainers on today's Thoroughbred Racing. And the gates are back. Racing HQ. On Sky Sports Radio and Sky Racing. In association with Racing New South Wales. And the Australian Turf Club. This is Racing HQ. And a very good morning, everyone. Welcome to Racing HQ. We are live on Sky Sports Radio and Sky Racing for your Saturday. As always, great to have your company. I hope you've had a fantastic week. And we're gearing up for a big day on the punt today. The action focuses on the western part of Sydney out there at Rose Hill Gardens today. It's the Hill Stakes at Group 2 level as well as the Allen Brown and the Tap Craig. Uh, a couple of new races. I think the Tap Craig's inaugural running was last year and the Allen Brown, it's uh, the first one of those, of course, named after Alan Brown, who was a, a good committee man uh, there at the Australian Turf Club and Racing New South Wales. Uh, uh, a great operator was Alan and uh, this race named uh, after him. We've also got uh, Flemington today, the Turnbull Stakes, at uh, Group 1 level at Flemington today, and we see this Hong Kong Raider, Romantic Warrior. How good is he? Well, he looks pretty good. You don't win 10 from 14 if you, you're not a handy galloper. And James McDonald goes to Melbourne today to ride him, among other horses. He's got a very strong book of rides down there, so that certainly adds to the interest. Shortly, we'll go around the grounds and give you all of the latest information for our tracks around the country. Other side of that, Brody Nixon will join us as always. He's identified a few horses from the trials as always. A little bit later in the show, we'll get to uh, Danny Williams, Brett Devine, and after 7 o'clock, Ron Duffersey will join me. Key interviews surrounding Rose Hill Gardens today, including Sam Kavanagh, Graham Begg, Gary Nixon, Gary Portelli, Tom Sherry, and please to say Michael Hawkes will be on the, on the program this morning as well. But uh, let's get to Sean Patterson now, who's out there at Rose Hill Gardens. He's the track manager, does a very good job. How are you this morning, Sean? I'm very well, thank you. Good to hear, mate. How's uh, the weather breaking out there at uh, Rose Hill? Because uh, when I got in the car this morning, there was a little bit of moisture on the highway and it was a bit gloomy. Yeah, look, we received 0.3 mil overnight, so it was only a brief shower. Look, it's mostly blue skies here at the moment. We're looking at a top of 20 degrees today. Fantastic. Well, that's good news. Uh, and forecast-wise for the rest of the day, what's the Bureau saying? Yeah, pretty clear. Uh, light winds around today, southwesterly uh, winds, which won't hurt us too bad because they're quite light. But, um, yeah, it's looking like a nice day for racing. So what's it rated this morning, Rose Hill? Yeah, look, we're a good four with a of 5.13. Just a little bit touch higher on genuine four, but it uh, feels really nice this morning. Uh, going sick at 10.5 and this year at 13.2. And the rail today? Yeah, we're back in the true position. Beautiful. And you're happy with everything? Yeah, look, we walked around this morning. We had a go up here, so Andrew Atkins, uh, he thought it was that borderline to four to five. Uh, all the data indicates is exactly where it is. And um, look, really happy for a, a really good day of racing. That would have been a career highlight for you, mate, seeing Andrew Adkins gallop on the track. Yeah, no, definitely. <laughs> uh, look, it's always good having our jocks come and uh, have a gallop and get their feedback uh, with our information and come up with a nice consensus and preparing good tracks. Our Sky Racing viewers are seeing some vision uh, shot yesterday of the track. Looks in great, Nick. Um, could you shut Adkins up, though? That's always the hardest part. Gee, you can talk, that bloke. No, I leave it to my training supervisors to, to, to nurse the communication so I can just get the facts. Love it, mate. You have a great day. Good luck. Thank you. There's Sean Patterson out there at Rose Hill Gardens, the track manager. Good to hear that Adkins is doing some work at track work as well. That's great stuff. Uh, let's get down to Dave Anderson now at Kembla Grange. No doubt they would have had some course proper gallops there this morning as well. How are you this morning, Dave? 
I'm well, thanks, Luke. Yourself? Yeah, going super on this uh, Saturday morning. Uh, how's Kembla Grange? Did you get any of that rain that sort of passed through overnight? Uh, overnight, we got one and a half mils yesterday afternoon in uh, a couple of little light showers, um, and we got nine mils previously on the Wednesday night into the Thursday morning. So quite a bit of wind was around uh, on the Thursday, so... Um, it was actually good to get that bit of rain and freshen the place up. Yeah, absolutely. So what's it rated this morning? Good four. I just had Luke Price and Young Brock put a couple over it and come back with a rating of a four and the rail's out uh, six metres from the 1100 to the winning post and five the remainder. How's it going to play today? You've always got a pretty good handle on things. Oh, I think it'll play all right. They'll probably get off the rail like they do. They get a bit excited and... Horses get out and get a bit of clean air, and then they all have to get off the fence. So it doesn't matter where I put the rail, they always have to be a couple of metres off it. But I think it should race all right. Terrific, mate. Good luck with the day there, Dave. Thanks, Luke. You too, mate. Good on you, Dave. Uh, Dave Anderson there giving us the latest on Kembla Grange shortly to Brisbane, and Jim Roberts, who will join us in just a moment to give us the latest up there. Uh, There's a nice horse going around at Kembla Grange today too, guys, by the way. I don't know if Doyle will leave this in because uh, he also accepted for Hawkesbury. But Midnight Opal uh, in race number four, she's pretty short. She goes up in grade a long way, but keep an eye on her, guys. I think uh, she's a pretty nice horse. Uh, yes, I was waiting for the prices to go up. $1.50. Uh, there was no meat on the bone for a battler. That's for sure and certain. Let's get up to Brisbane. Jim Roberts is there for the latest on Eagle Farm today. How are you this morning, Jim? Yeah, good morning, Luke. Yeah, yourself? Yeah, good. Really really well this morning, That's mate. Yeah, what's doing in Brisbane weather-wise? Yeah. Uh, I think the official forecast for today is partly cloudy at the top of 24. It's not a great deal of cloud around at the moment. It doesn't look too bad, but uh, say we might, might get a shower later this morning or early afternoon, so we'll just keep an eye on that and see what happens there. Other than that, we've got a good four track this morning. You know, good coverage of grass. The rail's in the six-metre position. I haven't got any of the figures yet, except for the index. The index is 9.6 and the shear 10.6 and penny pentrometer, sorry, Penetrate 9.1 this morning. So, look, we got a good four. Um, we'll just see whether we get any rain or not throughout the day. At the stage looking at it, I don't think we will, but uh, yeah, the track should race well, mate. What would you say that penetrometer was? I just missed that, Jim. No, I haven't got the penetrometer. Oh, you haven't got, got it yet. Right, no, right. it's only the galistic index and Sweet. et cetera. That's yeah, right. I haven't got that penny yet. They're still on the track. They'll be in probably in the next 10, 15. So. Mate, daylight savings now. It's it's a bit of an earlier <laughs> start for you guys. Yeah, that's yeah. A, yeah, that is a little bit of a, yeah, but anyway, it doesn't matter. I mean, we started at the normal time. It's just that the, uh, you know, Sydney's been an hour ahead of us. We're chasing um, track figures a little bit earlier now than, yeah. than, than before. So anyway, we, we, we get around it, so never mind. What time do you get going up there of a morning? Uh, we're normally here at the track around anything about quarter, about four, quarter to five. Yeah, and um, yeah, so they're like they've only just come in off the track now with the going stick, so uh, normally takes about half an hour to walk the track. So yeah, yeah. oh, beautiful, mate. Um, so you're a morning yeah. person then? Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess as the industry dictates that, I suppose. Got no you know, choice. <laughs> no, you don't. No, for sure, mate. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, How, how's everyone up there in Brisbane? Oh, I'm still not over it. Uh, the grand final, I really am sick. Uh, yeah, there's a bit of a, yeah, well, anyway, I think, you know, sometimes you can't your chickens, you know, so. Oh, mate. I don't know whether they got a little bit ahead of themselves. I don't know what happened, but I thought, myself, I thought they had it in the bag. But anyway, Penrith, uh, they're a great side, there's no doubt about it, and they've proven that, so. Anyway, hopefully, but Bronx might turn it around next year. We'll give him a go. So. Yeah, mate, it was just unbelievable. <laughs> it's unbelievable. <laughs> it was, 
<laughs> Can't take anything away from Penrith, that's for sure, Jim. No, absolutely not. No, for sure. No. Good, good on you, mate. Have a good day. Yeah, yeah you too, Luke. Thank you, mate. Bye-bye. There's Jim Roberts, uh, the latest on Eagle Farm. Good forward, heading for 24 degrees in Brisbane today. Uh, Six-metre row. Yeah, I'm, st- I'm still not over it. Um, I wish I didn't bring it up again. We'll have a break. Come back. Looking to take the next step in your career? Marcus Oldham's Advanced Diploma of Equine Business Management gives you the skills for a rewarding career in the equine industry. Open up unique opportunities across the world in racing, bloodstock, stud management, breeding, horse health and marketing. There are even pathways to higher academic study. Visit marcusoldham.vic.edu.au forward slash equine to discover why our students have such impressive employment prospects and love this course so much. Two-year-olds by the likes of I Am Invincible, Schnitzel and Extreme Choice headline a strong catalogue of 226 for the English Ready to Race sale. The 2023 renewal at Riverside on Tuesday, October 10. Catalogue available now at english.com.au. Experience a remarkable week of racing in one of the world's great cities, Hong Kong, with the Big Sports Breakfast team. Leaving December 5, you'll be transported to Happy Valley with racing under lights for the World Jockeys Challenge, plus head to Sha Tin for the four Group 1s and the World Turf Championships. And when not at the race course, you can shop, harbour cruise or just relax. Join the Big Sports Breakfast in Hong Kong, myself, Dave Stanley and Laurie Daly. For more information, go to ambassadortravel.com.au. The Tab Everest, the world's richest race on turf. $20 million. Royal Randwick, October 14. The Tab Everest. Will you be watching? A rare racing chance to buy the iconic standard bread property Bidgey Ribbon, the home of the famous Brooklyn Lodge Stud. Minutes from Bathurst on 610 hectares with water rights. Auction day October 26th. For full details, contact Nutrien Harcourts. Sick of cheap bloodstock insurance that doesn't deliver? HQ Insurance offer mortality policies with superior features, including life-saving surgery cover, agreed value, and all with HQ's renewal extension clause. Visit hqinsurance.com.au for more. Be sure, insure with HQ. Racing HQ. Brought to you by HQ Insurance. Be sure, insure with HQ. And Bet's Friends on the Tab app. Follow the Racing HQ Bet's Friends team for all the team's tips. What are you really gambling with? Welcome back to Racing HQ Saturday. Good to have your company. I mentioned the grand final uh, before the the break, and I wish I didn't, but they say one good way to cope with grief is to talk about it. Well, Brody Nixon is no doubt going through something similar to me. Uh, mate, as I say, good morning to you. How, how are you a week on? Uh, I'm still struggling, to be honest, Luke. <laughs> um, it's, what is it, seven stages of grief? Yeah, well... I think, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's been tough. I think I'm up to about my 15th. Because <laughs> uh, we, we were sitting about 10 rows back, right behind the goalpost. So we, we had a direct angle of the, the gap opening up and the 40-20 kick and everything. So... My wife was lovely. She um, she gave me a wide berth on the Tuesday, on the Monday and the Tuesday, and just had a couple of quiet days at home. Lucky I had the day off the next day. I think there would have been a few Panthers fans at work. They would have happily given me a few digs in the ribs. They're in here this morning, don't worry. Um, what about me? I had to work the next day, 6.30 a.m. Got to come on a radio show and try and act happy when you just want to go to the Gap. Yeah, no, I, I went out, I had a couple of mates, a lot of mates in Brisbane. What about the Broncos support, honestly? Every Broncos fan deserves a, um, a bit of a self applause because I think it was 70% Brisbane fans there. It was such a huge crowd. 
it was it was unbelievable. The atmosphere was extraordinary. It was a great experience to be there, but it went from the best 20 minutes of football I've ever seen early in that second half to the most devastating. It was just an act of God that got Penrith out of jail and a bit of cleary magic. But I've got to say, our defence uh, was missing an action uh, in that last 20 minutes. After defending so well in the first half, I just couldn't believe some of those soft tries. Maybe the gas tank was empty. I'm putting my money on the gas tank because mm. when they were standing behind the post in front of us in the second half, they were they were cooked. But they had a sensational season and gave us a lot of good memories throughout the year. Very well said, mate. Still very proud of the boys, uh, and we'll be back next year, of course. Um, and us fans, mate, we'll stick fat. We don't uh, we don't jump off it. That's for sure. What have you got for us today? I'm particularly interested in race nine, Rose Hill. Um, I'm with you here with this mayor magic time. Yeah, mate, this, um, I think this is a brilliant bet, and I'm glad to see the money coming through in the last 24 hours as well, magic time. Everyone knows her from, I think it was the PJ Bell win at Randwick last preparation. That was just sensational. She sat off the speed and let rip with a brilliant turn of foot. It was one of the wins on the of the championships when she came down with the heavy ground and just motored through the wet. She subsequently came back when, as an odds-on favourite, but I don't think she had the quite the right race shape that day over the 1,400 metres when beaten by Alentia. Subsequently been tipped out for a spell. Her return at Caulfield was fantastic. She was wide throughout, and although it's just the one bend at Caulfield over the, out of the chute, she did have to do a little bit of work that day, and she hit the line strongly in what I think is going to be a fairly nice race behind the likes of Aspura, who, of course, ran track record time and was pipped off by a very, very good horse <coughs> last weekend at the Valley. She had to tick over trial, had to go scouring for that, um, on the Victorian website. It was a lovely piece of work. I think she's set up perfectly, the perfect map, and gets that man Nash aboard as well. Nash, a key booking, and, yeah, you're right, Imperatriz form as well, with Asfora running second to her in the group one. Um, talking of scouring, it, it is tough, that site, sometimes, isn't it? You've got to be a detective. <laughs> You've got to be a detective. It's much better than what it used to be. Yeah, I true. felt bad for the Victorian <clears throat> counterparts a few months ago. When Honestly. Everything was on a different website. It's much better now, though. Um, but, yeah, trying to find the colours and stuff sometimes. Hats off to Sydney and Queensland. They, they do it quite well. Yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, Queensland site's not the best either. Um, us, us in New South Wales, we got it sorted years ago, buddy. Uh, yeah, <laughs> look, there's always a way. At least we don't have to buy the tapes. Uh, you can freely access them. That's what's great about punning in 2023. All the information is out there if you want to work hard and find it, that's for sure. Kem LaGrange today, you've got one in race five as well? Yeah, race five, horse number two, Star Legacy. Now, I want to, very quickly before I get into the horse, I want to put a big asterisk next to it. Its trial, it's both of its trials this campaign have been next level. They've been fantastic. Um, last preparation, it's got some really nice form. The likes of Skylight Song, Venetian Blue, Takara Star, it's all run well behind those apart from one run in heavy ground. It's going to get a fairly good track this afternoon. But the question for me is I haven't seen this horse have an official hit out in over a month. Last trial was on the 31st of August. So that was about a month and a half ago, and it's now $9.50. It hasn't had a trial since, so it hasn't been nommed anywhere either, apart from drawing wide gates. I'm not too sure if Gallery Portelli's just kept it up to a mark and just kept it nice and fresh or whether there's been a slight setback. So I would encourage the punters not to bet early, just bet late. If it goes $9 into $8 or $7, feel free to bet. But if it goes 9 out to 15 I might be... I might just be keeping an eye on it today, but its trials, the latest behind 
Um, the latest defeating Matt is Salem, who came at a one last start. Luke, I think you might have been calling that day at Hawkesbury, and he's yes. about a $2.50 favourite in a benchmark race later on in the card. So he's got all the right form, and his trials have been fantastic. And you've got Alicia aboard, so it's a double bonus for you, mate. Well, you could look at it as a negative. <laughs> <laughs> hey, let me help you out too. It's Methuselah. Methuselah. Thank been, you, mate. That's... I've been slaughtering it too, buddy. Don't worry. That and um, Twiddle of Vita, the, yeah. the name changed every time <laughs> I said the poor bugger's name. Uh, what's going on in this tri- traders versus trialers battle? What's the latest score update, please? Oh, mate, I got cocky last week. As soon as I said we're four <laughs> from four, uh, poor old Altivo had less luck than me. Um, he was caught wide and caught down the middle of the pack. So he ran third, but trialers versus traders, jump in the tab app, jump on Bet's Friends. We've got, we've got all our plays for today and coming up for not only Sydney, but at the provincials. And I'm waiting for the markets to go up as... Hawkesbury on Sunday because I'm keen to bet up there. So there'll be a few tips going in there as well. So jump on the spy files, the bet's friends, and there's a little gift in there for the trialers versus traders who's keen to take one on. I know, I know what you're backing at Hawkesbury before you before you even say it. <laughs> is it is it a certain um, is it a certain three year old that's been gelded and has been going very very well in a certain maroon and white silk? Yeah, trained out at Rose Hill, big chestnut. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're very comprehensive in the uh, in the posting too on the spy files. I mean, there's paragraphs of information for our punters. You must get the sore thumbs uh, typing all that out. Yeah, it's either that or text the missus, and I know which one I'd rather do. Hundred <laughs> percent. See you, buddy. <laughs> See you guys. Have a good day. Oh, there he goes, Brady Dixon. Uh, good man. Just loves the game like all of us. Uh, does a good job. Uh, he's a mad trial perv too. He just loves the trials. Paul Nisaforo is our next guest on the program. He's got Territory Express going to Rose Hill today in the midway. He's not a bad horse, this bloke. Paul's on the line now. Hi, how are you this morning, mate? Great, thanks, Luke. That's good to hear. Um, I was just having a bit of a read, mate, about your path. You you had 10 years off uh, leading up to 2017 before the, the Kembla move, um, but you've settled in there now, haven't you? That's correct, yep. Wonderful. And what was the break uh, brought on by? Were you just wanting a little bit of a freshen up? Uh, what did you do when you weren't training? I just didn't have any horses. <laughs> well, <laughs> I suppose that's one reason to take a little bit of time off, isn't it? It is, because I'm only a very small trader, only trading a few. But you do a good job. Uh, do you enjoy training down there at Kembler Grange? Yeah, I'm actually, um, I'm registered to train at Kembler, but I've got permission to train at Warwick Farm. I've been training at Warwick Farm for the last four years. Oh, my apologies. Um, my research was only so, I thought I was flying, mate, with the research, but I left out a few <laughs> important facts. You're close, uh, Warwick Farm's not a bad place to train horses, though, isn't it? It's fantastic. It's got the best facilities you can ask for around. Yeah, a lot of tracks, um, big joint too. Tell us about this horse. Um, he's tested you a little bit, hasn't he, Territory Express? He's wanted to <laughs> over-race and do things wrong, but you, I reckon you're just starting to get him right. I think you're 100% correct. He's um, still learning. He's got all the ability in the world, but he does do a lot of things wrong. Mm. And um, we're slowly ironing him out as he matures a bit. And... Um, He's got, as I said, a load of ability, but um, he used to over-race a bit last preparation and grab hold of the bit. We sort of got that under control, and uh, the next one we're going to work on is his uh, very slow out of the gates. How do you fix that, though? Oh, there's ways of doing it. Yeah. That'll come in. Yeah, I haven't started yet with that. I was going to before this race, 
But when he drew the uh, midfield, he's. Uh, I thought we're better off to leave him as he is so he can drift back. Because mm-hmm. if we teach him to jump and, and run, he'll um, be charging up there. And because and, uh, he has a tendency to grab the bit, he'd probably be uh, three wide. And so I'd rather him just, with this start, ease back to his normal racing pattern mm-hmm. so he can come over the top of them. Uh, did you try and get Jace back on? Because, gee, that was a ride on him first up. Yeah, well, Jace has done most of the work on him. He, he rode him in his two trials this prep. Mm. He rode him in his education run last prep. I gave him one education run at Warwick Farm to try and solve the problems, which Jason did a great job with him. And uh, he's ridden the two trials. He won first up on him. Jason's manager actually um, wanted to get Jason released from him because I had him booked to ride day, wanted to keep his affiliation going with Felix Majestic. Oh, yes, I understand, yeah. Yeah, so, because we didn't think um, we were much chance of getting a run with his benchmark when he got beaten ahead at um, Kembla. Yeah. So uh, I said to the manager, yeah, no problems, let Jason, you know, ride the other one, and then we got a run. So, um, yeah, so we've got Brett Preble on. Yeah, which is great uh, to have Brett on. A uh, very experienced Fantastic. rider, very good rider. So what what are the instructions today? You just try and hope hope he can tuck in somewhere and find a little bit of cover? Well, my gut feeling says that um, he'll be slow out again mm. and he'll drift back. And I'm hoping he doesn't get back to last. He, you know, he's two or three pairs from the tail end, one off the fence. That would be ideal. Okay. It's, it's Brett's job to do that. It's not going to be easy. Yep. Yep. Um, he's got a very, very powerful finish, this bloke. Oh, very powerful. He, does he what? Um, are you going to just keep him at this sort of distance range for now and until you're really 100% comfortable that that bad over racing's behind him? You're spot on, Luke. This preparation, I told the owners after his last prep, I'll keep him to a mile this prep um, for that simple reason. And um, then we get back to the distance we're going to see because this bloke is going to be more effective when he's from a mile to 2,000. Yep. But uh, the plan of this prep is just to keep him up to a mile. So he's got plenty of speed on and give him a chance to settle and not reef and tear. Mm. He's exciting, though, isn't he? He's a very exciting horse. Yep. And um, like I said, this is the first time this prep we're bringing him to town. And I think he'll be very, very competitive in that race today. There's a couple of nice horses in it. Clary's got a lovely horse. And so is Felix Majestic. So I think... They'll be up on the pace, and if the track is conducive to horses coming from behind, he'll be charging over the top of them. You'll have some fun with him, Paul. Thanks for the interview this morning. Uh, pleasure, mate. Thank you. Good Cheers. Have, have a good day, mate. Uh, there's Paul Misaforo having a chat to us about Territory Express. He's in the first today, race one. Is it uh, race two, I should say, uh, number 15 in the midway. He's a nice horse. Uh, hopefully he can jump clean, but even if he doesn't, he'll be running on uh, very strongly, no doubt about that. We get now to Liam O'Keefe, who's down there at Flemington, to give us the latest for Turnbull Stakes Day. Good morning to you, Liam. Morning, Luke. How are the conditions and the track there today? Got nice conditions today. We've got an overcast morning, but <clears throat> it's going to be a clear afternoon rain-wise, so top of 15 degrees and just overcast and a 15-kilometre southerly wind, so... Pleasant day for racing, and the track presents as a soft five this morning. Terrific. And the rail position? We're in the nine-metre position, which is a traditional spot for Turnbull Stakes Day, just protecting that inside part of the course for, for cup week. So, um, yeah, nine metres presents really well, and uh, we've had plenty of rainfall this week, top of 39.8 millimetres and just 0.2 of a millimetre in the last 24 hours. 
Yeah, I know some uh, areas of Victoria are in flood at the moment, mate, so we're keeping those people in our thoughts, but you would have appreciated a little bit of rain, no doubt, on the track. Yeah, definitely. It's been a bit of a mixed week. There were fires early in the week in Gippsland mm. region, and now some areas are in flood, so uh, it's going to be going to be quite a topsy-turvy summer, but we, we needed a little bit of rainfall earlier in the week, and uh, we certainly got our fair share, so soft five and... I'd actually expect the track to get to a good four at some stage. Okay, great to hear. Any view on how the pattern might develop for the straight races today? I think the two-year-olds will come down to the inside, being being all first starters, just getting that guide of the rail. And then I think later in the day they might use that middle to outside part of the course, maybe looking for a little bit of fresh ground at the back end of the program. Good insight, Liam. Have a great day. Thanks, Luke. There he goes, Liam O'Keefe, track manager down there. At Flemington, um, yeah, big time, of of course, ahead uh, in Melbourne. And I saw some vision uh, filtering through on social media. A lot of the um, internationals are there at Werribee in the quarantine centre. Uh, Vaughan Barn, high up in the market for the Melbourne Cup. Uh, he's arrived. Uh, he's a really good horse uh, by the looks of him. And uh, he's exciting. No doubt uh, he can be right there this year, come Melbourne Cup day, if he gets there fit and well. Uh, we've got uh, Danny Williams joining us in just a sec. He's got a really uh, busy day. Uh, runners spread all over the place. Uh, Shelby's going to Melbourne, I believe. Shelby 66 in the Gill Guy. He's in race nine today. Craig knew it booked. Hopefully he can uh, bounce back to some form. And he's got a three-pronged attack in the highway. Atmospheric Rock is favourite there. Montebello's Charm, an emergency stormy witness. And in race four, Bandy's boy makes his return to the track. We haven't seen this galloper since August of 2022, uh, when he ran third in a highway behind Poker Jack. But uh, he's had three trials to prepare, and I called his barrier trial on, what day was that? Monday, I think, uh, at Goulburn. Uh, yeah, it was Monday. And uh, was it Tuesday? <laughs> I can't remember. Anyway, uh, uh, Tuesday it was, Tuesday. Where am I? Uh, Tuesday at Goulburn, and he ran third behind Mogo Magic, and front page. So uh, that was uh, a strong trial. Um, Jim, by the way, Mogo, he's airborne. Gee, trial fantastic there on Tuesday. Did Mogo magic. Front page was pretty good too. Of course, both horses heading to the Kosciuszko. And if you co- haven't caught up with the news uh, this week, Talbragar, unfortunately, is out of the race. Uh, he unfortunately suffered a setback and he won't contest this year's Kosciuszko, of which we are seven days away from. Uh, always a highlight of Everest Day, that Kosciuszko. Brett Devine's on the uh, line now for a chat, Head of Broadcast and Communications at the Australian Turf Club. How are you this morning, Brett? Very well, thank you, Luke. Good morning to you. Good morning to all the putters. And what a sensational day of racing we've got set up at Rose Hill Gardens today. And, of course, it's a new meeting for the Sydney Everest Carnival. Yeah, it is, mate. These uh, new races, of course, the Allen Brown. We've got the Tap Craig, the second running of that particular race. Um, nice that these uh, people who gave so much to the industry can be recognised. Absolutely. Uh, two absolute legends in broadcasting in John Tapp and Ian Craig. This is the second running of their race. Today at Rose Hill Gardens, as I say, it's an extra meeting at Rose Hill Gardens for the Carnival this year, which is an outstanding opportunity for people out in Western Sydney and around the rest of Sydney to get there. So second running of the Tap Craig, the half a million dollar race. Uh, John and Ian are great friends of the club uh, for varying reasons. I'm not too sure whether they can make it to the races today, but we thank them and salute them. And most importantly, uh, must I say, Luke, the inaugural running of the $1.5 million Alan Brown Stakes. It's a new race on the calendar, the first running for three-year-olds, and it's named in honour of one of the great uh, administrators of our time, in modern times, certainly, for Sydney Racing. Alan Brown was a a former STC chairman uh, and a long-term board member of the Sydney Turf Club, so... 
so appropriate that his inaugural race today is run at Rosehill Gardens, the home of the STC. And Alan, of course, was also chairman of Racing New South Wales from 2008 to 2011 in an important period where uh, racing administration was really changing and taking shape for uh, the betterment of the industry, obviously, and we see some of those results now. Someone like Alan Brown, not only at the STC, but at Racing New South Wales, was intrinsically responsible for this great success we're now seeing. He was a loyal and passionate racing man. We lost him about 18 months ago, but today we get to run the race named in his honour. We salute Alan Brown as well and look forward to seeing many more uh, renewals of this race in many years to come. Absolutely, Brett, well said. Um, Looking forward to it all coming through across Sky Racing today and, of course, it'll be covered here on Sky Sports Radio as well. I touched on the internationals. Um, Some of those are arriving in Sydney ahead of the King Charles. Um, This is always exciting to see these horses coming from overseas to race here in Sydney. Yeah, absolutely, Luke, and this is another race uh, added to the calendar, obviously, uh, was formerly the George May, now a $5 million race to be run next week as part of Tab Everest Day, and what a huge race it is going to be, and 10 internationals have already stepped uh, into Sydney at Canterbury and settled in at the quarantine facility uh, just over the, uh, the last week, uh, and we're looking forward to seeing more of them. People should keep their eyes peeled on Sky uh, Racing and obviously across our social media channels and ATC channels. But these horses have settled in really well. It's a big number of um, horses that have come for not only the King Charles but also a few other races across the calendar. But two horses like Light Infantry and Buckaroo, who we'll see a bit more of this week, they're high in the markets, tab markets for the King Charles. So great interest in those horses. And then, of course, lots of other horses preparing for the Golden Eagle and a few other races across the, the whole program. We're also looking forward, Luke, to seeing a Japanese runner, the first Japanese runner in spring, in our history in modern times, to come to visit Sydney. So massive interest in these internationals, Luke. As I say, if people keep their eyes tuned to all of the, the channels on Sky Racing and the ATC, you're going to see lots of updates. You're going to see lots of interviews with participants and lots of Aussie trainers that are now joining to take these horses in their campaigns and to race on in Sydney over the next uh, coming seasons. Uh, very exciting time for that King Charles III Stakes, the inaugural running of it, but it is just one part of what is one massive, massive day coming up next Saturday. Only seven sleeps, Brett. Well, there is, Luke, and there's only seven sleeps left to make sure you lock those tickets in and basically be a part of one of the biggest uh, racing events you'll ever see anywhere in the world. Um, obviously, at this time of year in spring, the weather is absolutely sensational. There's lots of free time now with the football codes finishing. I won't keep mentioning that to you, but certainly, Luke, there's just an absolute lineup of of all sorts of things. The $20 million Tab Everest, the running of the $5 million King Charles III Stakes, the Cosy Oscar you've mentioned uh, this year. Wow, what a great race that's going to be. Amongst all that entertainment or racing entertainment, it's a huge amount of on-course entertainment, Luke. A big major music act to be announced hopefully this week uh, in the next one, well, this uh, incoming days. And don't also forget, Luke, uh, things like Pumpers Packs. $39 gets you more than $60 of value. That gives you general admission. It gives you food and drink vouchers. It gives you a race book. It gives you uh, another, other uh, additional things there as well. Luke, the ATC's been offering this for many, many weeks and months now. It's great value, outstanding value that also includes uh, your general admission and other things. So don't hesitate to lock in things like those punters packs for today and other days of the carnival. And, of course, it's all included in uh, your general admission tickets, travel and public transport. So 
Luke, uh, so many things to look forward to in the coming week, uh, especially today at Rosehill Gardens. We get the chance to have an extra day at the carnival ahead of what is a big, big weekend, Tab Everest Day. Absolutely, mate. Uh, everyone there at the ATC has done a great job bringing all this together. I know James Ross does a great job with uh, the international horses, sort of uh, peaking interest with their particular trainers. But who's in charge of deciding which music act uh, plays after Everest Day? That's a big job as well, Brett. Yeah, it absolutely is, and it's always a, a massive element of surprise and a great attraction. Racing New South Wales and the Australian Turf Club, like on many, many, many things, work together on those announcements and making sure that everybody gets the best, very best value for money included in all of your tickets. Again, as I say, uh, all those acts are all included in your general admission tickets. There is absolutely no charge. So who's in charge of the music acts? Well, everyone's got different tastes, haven't they? Uh, I'm a little bit older, Luke, so uh, I'm a bit of a hot dub time machine man with his songs. But last week, Kavana yeah. Brown had the young people really rocking and rolling. It's all about attracting new and extra people to the races, uh, whatever the music act, act is. It's a good way to finish off, isn't it? It certainly is, mate. Um, even I get down there on occasion and bust a few moves. Uh, that'll bring the crowds back. <laughs> look, I just said, look, we're trying to attract people to the races, please. <laughs> Any sort of a tease uh, as to what sort of act it might be, or are you just keeping it all under a hat? Look, I won't. Uh, I won't give you too much information. Let's just say it's got a. Let's just say it might be a local act. Oh, awesome, mate! Uh, have a great uh, day today and. Uh, as I said, only seven sleeps. Uh, looking forward to the build-up next week for Everest Day. Thanks, Luke. Great day at Rosehill Gardens today, and good luck to all the punters. There's Brett Devine, Head of Broadcasting and Communications at the ATC. Ron Duffersey will join me. Other side of this break on Sky Sports Radio and Sky Racing, this is Racing HQ. The Tab Everest, the world's richest race on turf. $20 million. Royal Randwick, October 14. The Tab Everest. Will you be watching? Introducing the Car Sales Car of the Year, the all-electric Kia EV6. With up to 528 kilometres of range, the Kia EV6 is leading the charge. And with its ultra-fast charging technology, you can charge from 10 to 80% in as little as 18 minutes. The Kia EV6, Car Sales Car of the Year. Find out more at kia.com.au or drop in to your nearest Kia dealer. Kia, movement that inspires. A rare racing chance to buy the iconic standard bread property, Bidji Ribbon, the home of the famous Brooklyn Lodge Stud. Minutes from Bathurst on 610 hectares with water rights. Auction day, October 26th. For full details, contact Nutrient Harcourts. At Tab, we're on for a mammoth racing offer. Bet fixed odds on the Hill Stakes at Rose Hill and Turnbull Stakes at Flemington this Saturday. And if your horse doesn't win but runs in the top 10, get bonus bets back up to $50. That's right, we've got you covered from 2nd to 10th this Saturday. Tab. We're on. First online fixed odds win bet only. T's and C's at website. Imagine what you could be buying instead. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. At Drummond Golf, we understand your passion. Nice roll. And that's because every Drummond Golf store is owned and run by a local who loves the game as much as you do. Yeah, it's come off the face really well. Someone who knows where you play and what you need. Oh, yeah. Looking good. With Australia's biggest range and expert knowledge. Great. Now let's try that putter with this grip. So if you want to improve your game, see a local expert at Drummond Golf. 
Racing HQ. Brought to you by HQ Insurance. Be sure, insure with HQ. And Bet's Friends on the Tab app. Follow the Racing HQ Bet's Friends team for all the team's tips. What are you really gambling with? And we're getting close to action now. They're all set. Signal from behind. There's the light. All clear. Racing now. Racing HQ. Racing HQ. Very exciting filly. Saturday racing with trainers and jockeys. Proud of the horse. His win last start was unbelievable. He travelled really nicely. He's just a fantastic racer. Plus all the form for today's feature race meetings. Here's your host, Luke Marlowe. Yeah, good morning again, everyone. Welcome to Racing HQ Saturday. Great to have your company. Big day on the punt ahead. We'll have you covered here on Sky Sports Radio. And we're also simulcasting on Sky Racing up until 9am Eastern this morning, as always. You can uh, watch us on there. You can also watch us via the app if you're on the road or out and about this morning. It's a big day of racing out there at Rose Hill Gardens, the Hill Stakes, the Tap Craig, and, of course, the Alan Brown of the feature races. NCAP, we see him again, the Golden Rose runner-up in that Tap Craig, and he's a short prize favourite. Looking forward to that. And the Turnbull meeting down there at Flemington as well, Group 1 featuring international Hong Kong star, Romantic Warrior. Ron Duffersey joins me as always of a Saturday morning. How are you this morning, Duff? Yeah, good, thanks, Luke. Um, really good day today. Full fields pretty well uh, all day. So um, I'm really looking forward to that Roman Consul. Even mm. uh, there's only eight runners there, it's, um, it's an intriguing little race which will answer a lot of questions. And yeah, obviously, we, we got the Alan Brown and we got uh, the Hill Stakes, which has um, got a really uh, even field there. You know, I think uh, putting a bit of money on there's got kept a few numbers here i think it was the race that we're only getting four and five runners in for a while there uh, so that seems to have worked that injection of prize money and um that'll continue to grow that race as well uh, with the position it's in when are we going to see the Ron Duffersy stakes? Can't be far away. <laughs> yeah, at uh, Nowra or somewhere, yeah. <laughs> oh, surely you're better than that, at least Newcastle or something. <laughs> um, by the way, I, I listened to Punters Postmortem on Monday. Thanks for giving me up. Well, I didn't know until the day before. Someone <laughs> told me, I thought, geez, he's had a real good week. Yeah, what you happened? Were... What did you tell our audience about on Monday? Um, well, someone told me you, 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 you were just sort of getting over the Broncos and you had a bit of a flat morning last week when we were yeah. at Ramwick there. And I'm, I'm, I, I left at nine and and uh, someone said, oh, someone's Lou's got his car towed away. <laughs> I said, oh, my God, he's, he's, he's had a real shocker. You're not allowed to park where out there, you know that. Oh, I know now. <laughs> I, I did the same. Th- I did the same thing one year when we were yeah. working from the caravan out there, mm. and they they had, they were just about to tow me away as well. Well, they don't, muck, they don't muck about out there. Yeah, they're about to tell you, and they realise, oh, this is Ron Dufferson. You better not touch his <laughs> car. But Luke Marlow, he can get stuffed yeah, into the Luke. infield. I went. My car was in the oh, infield. Yeah. The problem yeah. was, Duff, after the security doing their job, of course, um, no hard feelings, guys. Um, after they did <laughs> tow me to the middle of Randwick Racecourse, they said it's it's out there, and I'm like, okay, I've got a flight to catch, but I'll get out there. I'll, I'll find this car. The problem was, I mean, it wasn't a big day at Ramwick or anything, Epsom Day. There was only one <laughs> car in the car park. Of course, there's 5,000 cars out oh, there. Oh, no, they didn't tell oh, you what it was. I was headless. I couldn't find it. <laughs> oh, no. Did you anyway, get your plane? Did you at uh, least get your plane? Well, the plane was delayed, which was the oh. only thing that saved me. Otherwise, I would have missed the flight. Then I went to the wedding. Uh, while I was in the air, 
the Flight Stakes was run, the Epsom was run, oh. the Metropolitan, <laughs> didn't see a Group 1, got there, wedding was was nice, my cousin getting married, God bless her. The speeches went for two hours, Duff. No. Two people had PowerPoints. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> it was, it was uh, yeah, it was a day and a half, but uh, the things we do for love and family, right? So it was good to be there at the wedding at least, but looking forward to today. We'll put all that behind us. We'll put the grand final behind us. And let's just back a winner today, Duff. That's what it's all about. Uh, that's exactly what it's all about. And hopefully we can today. Um, we'll get Brad on later. We'll um, work it all out and hopefully find a winner for the listeners. Let's launch in with our first guest, Sam Kavanagh. Uh, Sam, you ever had your car towed from the car park there at Newcastle? <laughs> no, but I've, I've had a few times where I've been. No, I haven't even had a license. So, uh... <laughs> You're ahead of me. What a week to be a Queenslander. I think they got robbed in the AFL as well, didn't they? Mate, it's just been tough going, but at least we won the origin. That's all I can say. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Sam, this horse, Kyobi, today, he's, um, you found a beautiful race for him. Yeah, I mean, it's sort of one of those things, this prep. We just wanted to roll the dice in higher grade and see if he was going to make it, because he's still eligible for the provincial championships next year. If he, uh, you know, he's got a couple more wins up his sleeve. So we wanted to roll the dice in higher grade and see if he's going to go to that level, uh, which we believe he can. So I um, wanted to sort of just ensure that we get into the five, uh, five diamonds prelude next start. So hopefully he gets penalty today and uh, gets the job done, which he, he, let's be frank, he's got to do if he's going to go to a five diamonds prelude, he has to win today. So um, let's hope he goes and does that and we can move forward with him. Well, he come, that was a pretty strong race you run him in first up and he was far from disgraced. Yeah, look, he's been going great all prep, and uh, look, I, I feel like you know he was there in the right frame of mind, provincial championships day, and just got that heavy track that had been had plenty of racing on it, and the rail was on fire, and uh, then he had to go four weeks between runs into a, a coast um, because he had a setback in between, and and was on the inside wrong ground, and and got beat a length by Primito, who's you know a massive chance day in the Alan Brown, and. Um, you know, then 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 he's got better nose to Coda Healy sitting three deep the trip at, at, at Rose Hill in stronger grade, and uh, he's a chance in Alan Brown today as well. So, I think his form measures up against that better handicap form. Um, those sorts of horses that he's raced around, Democracy Manifest, and and those horses through the the autumn, being a four year old. So, um, you know, I think he's he's definitely going to end up in higher graded time. Uh, he's only had ten starts, and he's on the improve. So, um, those horses that have a lightly race, you know, between their sort of you know, 10th and 15 starts can take giant steps. And, uh, you know, I believe he still has the potential to do that. Um, barrier four, do you think he can race closer than midfield here? Look, he's a horse that can race closer. Um, I don't love him ridden on speed because he doesn't really put fields away when he hits the front. He travels too strong. Look, I thought he'd sit sort of fifth, fifth or sixth. And uh, it looks like there's going to be plenty of speed from out wide. Diamond Deal is not going to not going to wait around. So I was hoping that he'd sort of have, you know, four or five in front of him and can come off their backs. Um, yeah, perfect. Uh, I, I just, you know, he, he, he has enough speed that he could he could sit up in the first three, but I just don't want to be doing that, especially when we want to go to 1500 next time. And I, I still have the blinkers up my sleeve as well, which I, I'd like to put on in the, the Five Diamonds prelude. So um, I, I, I just, I hesitated to go blinkers on today uh, with an apprentice in 61 and a half. I thought I'll just wait for the, you know, our, our first final. And he's a, he's an easy horse to ride. We're talking the apprentice, you're happy to put an apprentice on him. Well, look, I wouldn't say he's an ideal apprentice horse because he does hit that little flat spot, but he travels strong. Um, and I just think that weight relief makes it a lot easier today. I just, you know, I, I, 
I don't mind running a horse with a higher weight when there's a lower minimum, but I just worry how they bounce off of it their next run. And and like I said, going to 1500 for our main event uh, next run, I, I just thought that little bit of weight relief. Jet's riding well. Uh, seems like a good kid. I don't know him well, but um, he, he's riding well. And I just thought that little bit of weight relief just probably makes us very well placed today. He can talk, Sam. Like his dad, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds exactly like his dad. Anyway, all in all, you're happy with how he's done and he's come on since that first up run. Yeah, all in all, look, we, we, we went three weeks between runs. This has all been part of the plan, uh, you know, just off that hot run first up um, and the horse is in really good shape. Gallops have been brilliant and, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're there today with a horse in good form and obviously Sydney racing, it's very difficult. You need luck all the time, but I, I feel like he's a progressive horse that can keep going. Really? Luke? Hey, uh, Sam, just a couple. I reckon you've got a few ducks lined up too with some of these maidens um, that can win races quickly. I'll just rattle a few off. Metallic Ruler, meet me in Bondi. Um, he's already won a race, but I think obviously Monopoly Girl at Newcastle today as well. These horses are all pretty close. Do you think our listeners could be following some of those and having something on shortly? Uh, Luke, I've had the most frustrating run of all time. I think it's the longest I've been without a winner. I haven't been... I think we've had about bloody 40 out, so I reckon more than half of them have placed... Um, I think Hellbed is close. He's in a mile. uh, Four-year-olds and over next week at Hawkesbury. Uh, Monopoly Girl's a huge chance today at uh, Kembla Grange uh, in the first. She's been looking for ground. uh, Just was a little bit stiff last start at at Musselbrook. There was a tear-away leader. uh, She got back. Sectionals were great. I think she's looking for the 1500. She's definitely got upside. She'll actually... She only had five starts. She'll actually turn into a Metro horse, but she's sort of six months away. She just um, has taken forever. Metallic Ruler, I think, is a real talent. Ran fourth on um, fourth on Monday in that graduation. Gerald Ryansville, he's obviously stakes grade. Um, and that was a hot race. But he wants seven furlongs, so he'll just go to a Class 1 next week at Newcastle. Uh, and then, you know, he'll just roll through his grades. He could be potentially a Magic Millions three-year-old horse in the spring, uh, in, the, in the summer, sorry. Um... Imram uh, Thursday would be a chance. Uh, Meet me in Bondi, unfortunately, had an injury after sitting, uh, having no luck the other day at Newcastle. So he's out for a break. So, yeah, look, we're, we're sort of at a point now where I feel like we're about to have a little bit of a run yeah. um, through the summer. But I've probably, I've probably had them all up running through the spring where they're maideners and they're bumping into better horses. They probably would have been better placed a couple of months down the line. But, um, you know, I feel like there's, a, there's quite a few of them there that should sort of hopefully pick up. I've got one trialling Wednesday that uh, will go around in a maiden at the end of the month and, and should be pretty hard to beat Magda Tier as well. So there's, there's a couple there that are progressive. We'll just have to hope something turns up. What happened to meet me in Bondi? Just a minor injury, hopefully? No, no, he's six months off, unfortunately. Oh, um, he, he pulled up with a tendon after he ran at Newcastle, which was uh, a bit gutting for the owners. But, look, he's, he's a horse that's actually shown quite a bit. He's only had four starts. He ran second at Warwick Farm and he's had three wide in what's ended up quite a strong maiden, that Territory Express oh, yeah. maiden, and uh, not beaten far. So, unfortunately, look, we'll do the rehab with him to start again, and, um, you know, it's unfortunate for the owners, but hopefully he can make a full recovery and come back and um, and, and repay them. And Arameo, he was going to run today, but you had to pull him out? Yeah, he probably wouldn't have got a run in the Alan Brown anyway. I haven't seen him see scratchings, but 91 Raider, he would have been fourth emergency, but okay. um, just wasn't happy with him uh, Tuesday, so trial Wednesday and then uh, he'll head to the wild card over a mile on the 21st of October his mile Ramwick form's pretty good I thought he was pretty good in the Bill Ritchie first up around Radir and beating home Barbie's Fox and so on so I feel like he's sort of uh, 
he's ha- he's back on target. So hopefully uh, he'll go to that wild card and, and present himself for the big dance. Last one, Rathful. Where's he up to? Yeah, nice horse. Uh, got a big opinion of him. Unfortunately, um, he came back in after the winter and he sort of ran on those he hit sort of heavy tracks and then good three tracks. And uh, I just wasn't my my partner Kelly uh, is a, a, a very talented equine therapist, and she, we just couldn't quite get him sound, and the vets couldn't find anything, so we sent him to scintigraphy, and he just had a little bit of bone bruising. So it's nothing significant, but we just elected to give him a little bit of time through the spring, and we'll bring him back for the autumn, um, and then get him ready for the spring next year. But um, look, he's a horse that we're very excited about. We just wanted to take care with him, so he didn't need any rehab or anything uh, serious. Just uh, a, a time thing, so he's had a he's had a three month break, and he'll be back in with the stables in November. Yeah, he's a good horse. Uh, good luck today, Sam. Thanks, guys. Cheers. There's uh, Sam Cavanagh, Duff. Um, that Rathal, if they can sort him out, he'll win a good race. He'll win a good yeah, race. Yeah, he's, he's a talented horse, as is this horse today. He's got uh, a horse that he's got room to move in the ratings as well. So there's um, uh, he's got a couple of nice horses for sure. Uh, no doubt we'll talk about this a lot this morning, but the Roman Consul, you alluded to it in your opening. Uh, market order here, Osmosis, King's Gambit, Celestial Legend, Barber, Royal Tribute, Balkans, Namesake, Mexico. What, what a field. Um, Osmosis, he's taken all before him and he deserves favourite tag, but, I mean, there's... There's some good horses he's got to beat again today, isn't there? Well, so many questions and so many we should get answers today. Um, obviously, the question is, is King's Gambit uh, just a, you know, a thinking cult? And um, I, I always want to forgive him down the straight. So there's this little query on how he's going to be, behave from a wide draw today. You've got... Can Osmosis tick off that 1,200-metre box? He, it looks like he will, but you never know until you try. And then you've got Celestial Legend. Is that freshness off him? We all think he's going to be better at 1,400 and a mile, but is 1,200 the sweet spot today? So there's little things you can pull out there that to say, well... Um, yes, no, yes, no. So we'll find out today. Mm, oh, what a race that is. Uh, Graham Beggs, our next guest. He's on the line. Good morning to you, Graham. Yeah, good morning. Excited to get to Sydney today uh, with this mare again, no doubt, magic time. Um, and I see you've gone for the booking of Nash Willer, who's been in great form, Graham. Yeah, well, um, Nash was available, which was good of him. So, yeah, um, very pleased to be able to put him on. Uh, and she's travelled up well and settled in. Well, we know what she can do. Are you happy enough with that first up run, uh, Graham? We thought she ran exceptionally well under the circumstances. She drew a wide gate. She never got close to four and five wide for the entire race. And it wasn't running at a very fast speed. It was a bit of a sit-up and sprint home sort of race. Um, and they didn't spread whatsoever. So she got caught out on a limb and she did very well to be beaten the margin she did. Mm. Uh, was it always a plan five weeks between runs? Well, the, the issue was seeing they've uh, changed the carnival around down here. Mm. Uh, the mayor's race that would have normally been on sooner, they've moved it to the, uh, the, the Thousand Guineas Day, the race called the How Now. Uh, so there was left no race for the, for the fillies that, that ran um, on that day that she did to go into anything over 1,200 metres. So that's why the Sydney race came up. Okay, uh, so no, no setback. It's just, uh, just, just programming. Just programming, simply as that. And she's had a jump out in between time. She jumped out at Cranbourne uh, last Monday week and went beautifully. So yeah, very pleased with her. Okay, um, probably settled back a little in the run here. You think? Well, 
she's got enough speed to go forward, so hopefully she won't be too far off them um, and give herself every opportunity. Yep. Uh, Melbourne today, uh, obviously you've got a couple of horses there. Luna Flair expecting a better run today in race eight? Yeah, most definitely. She sort of starts to hit a strap, sort of third up, and she really likes Flemington. It's a deep race, obviously, uh, but look, she's hitting the line. We'll be very, very happy. And uh, this looks a nice uh, horse, uh, Magique, off a long break and was great first up. Yeah, she ran very well. Um, look, we, on purpose, gave her a space between runs as she uh, you know, hadn't run for 10 months. She got a virus in the autumn, so we aborted her autumn uh, preparation. Uh, but she ran very, very well first up, and uh, she's derived great benefit from the first up outing. We knew she was pretty underdone going into it. Um, so she's had a nice little tick over jump out in between as well. Beautiful. Good luck today, Graham. Cheers, that. Thank you. Good on you, Graham. Thanks for your time. Three beauties for the big stable today, Duff. Yep. Yeah. Rippers. Yeah, you know, he's, uh, well, interesting to see what she, we saw her last time when she came to Sydney, she beat a Paracel that day, Magic Time, That's so right. everything's in order with her today, but the sound of things. And they've flipped now, Duff, in the betting. Uh, it, it went oh, up. Oh, have they? Yeah, they okay. have. So Magic Time, 460 on opening now, 320, Paracel, uh, 370 on opening now, 340, and you mentioned that form line where they have met, and, and when we saw a win uh, back in the, the autumn, gee, that was just... Unbelievable! I was there at the track that day. I was at about the 100 metre mark, and once she just let rip, boy, she's got a finish on it. But Graham mentioned and teased that she's got that versatility to to be forward if possible, and she wasn't that far back that day, Duff. Uh, admittedly, no, she wasn't. And there's just a, a sticky little race this one. We got one leader, uh, Queen of the Ball. I think we've only got one leader, and uh, then there's bits and peepers, pieces. Does Paracel go forward? And if she does. Uh, does uh, Magic Time kick up underneath her to get a push across? Banana Queen can have a race a little. And uh, the other one probably was Audette, who can probably go forward to a certain extent from a good draw. But I, I couldn't see pressure in numbers there. Nash will let uh, Zach Cross on Paracel, won't he, Duff? <laughs> <laughs> you reckon he won't know where he is? <laughs> uh, no, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah, exactly. Uh, what about this uh, end cap today? Gary Portelli about to join us. He runs in the, the Tap Craig. What a preparation he's had, Duff. Uh, a little beauty, this horse. Incredible, incredible, and held his form all the way through, and you could make cases for him uh, that he could have won him a few more there as well. Gary Portelli's on the line, his trainer. How is he this morning, Gaz, as I say good morning to you? Yeah, good morning, guys. Yeah, he's fine, mate. Um, looking forward to seeing him back on the track again today. Um, well, obviously, you've, he's well-placed here. Um, Gary, with his well, with his handicap rating, getting in here with set weights and penalties? Yeah, perfectly placed. I was, you know, talking about going to the King Charles, but... After seeing what's going to turn up there, um, you know, it's going to be a very, very tough race, probably outside of Cox Plate, probably one of the races of the carnival, by sound of things, and um, very seasoned enough to take on them horses at a, at a mile. Um, and the, we, we saw the norms on Monday for this race and thought, we've got to race in this, we just, we've got to go for this. It's $287,000, we want to leave that on the table. So, yeah, nominated, drew well, worked well Tuesday morning, he's ready to go. Um, he started off in July, he's, but he seems to be just uh, thriving with racing. Well, you just sort of see the way he's kept improving. He's just one of them sort of horses, Ronnie, you know, um, they come around every now and then, they just keep getting better, stronger, faster. He's done all that, and he's just absolutely glowing. He's, 
he's so well. Um, you know, he's a regular track work rider. Nick Hyde rides him, and it's just coming off the track. He's just hanging on for grim death. You know, he's that well, so he's, he's in good order. He'll just do his thing here, go forward to a certain extent and try and just find a, a spot just behind them. Yeah, I'd reckon he'd be probably fourth or fifth in the map by the look of things, you know, a couple, probably two or three go forward and we'll slide in behind them and there might be some pressure out wide, who knows, but um, as long as we can get the one off, he's got a massive finish, so I know last week we hit the front before the corner at Rose Hill and we'll run down late, but some of his best runs are when he's just come off their backs and had a real good crack at them and, you know, if he can get clear run of the time he straightens, uh, he's got that finish and I'm, I just love watching the way he opens up and the straight just keeps extending. Anything left for him after today if we get through it okay? There is a race there, but obviously we've, we've got to keep remembering they're not machines and that um, we're getting out in the prep now. Be five runs for the campaign today, but there is the, the um, Presnell calendar, which is over a mile for three rides, a million dollar race. Um, and, um, you know, that'll be the race that would probably um, see us out, but we'll get through today. Mm, you know, I think Fireburn presents really well third up today, 1900. Looks a, just a little jar around the track, maybe. Looks a perfect race for it. Exactly, yeah. She's just been coming along nicely and um, her last furlong was a really good last start. 1900 shouldn't be a problem and um, just a matter of where we get to from the gate. I'm hoping to be midfield if we can. Um, and, you know, I think it's, uh, she's she's set to really put her best foot forward as a $2 million race and yeah, it's a huge prize money on offer if we can uh, we can land this one. Come on, she's had a great season. What's the story with her? Who was that, sorry? Kamochi. Kamochi, yeah, look, she's um, she's she pulled up enormous from her last start, and for talking with her owners, we're pretty keen to to to, to have a crack at the thousand guineas. Mm-hmm. So she has a little freshen up. She'll head down to Melbourne. She'll race on Melbourne Cup Day. Have a forty hundred for listed uh, for listed fillies. Um, hopefully, get that stakes win, and then uh, the eleven days into the uh, in the thousand guineas, a million dollar fillies race, Group One. So that'd be uh, a perfect. Uh, Perfect preparation for her. She's just been so consistent and tough as nails. I should point her out to the boys here in the clocking tower this morning, warming up, and not many people have seen her out here in the morning, and, and she works so early, but um, just built like a tank, and she's firing around there with all, on all cylinders. She looks great. Lovely. Anything to add, Luke? Just wanted to ask about the Kembla one, Gaz. First up, Star Legacy beat Methuselah in a recent trial. He's won since. Um, any push there? Yeah, he um, he trialled really well, didn't he, that day at Warwick Farm. He reproduces that. He's going to be a good chance each way for sure down there. Okay, beautiful, mate. Uh, and our Sky Racing viewers are seeing that now, that trial on the poly track. Uh, finally, with NCAP, um, good luck today. Uh, I think sometimes we can overanalyse, can't we? We're looking for reasons to to get away from him, deep preparation and all of, all of that sort of thing. But I think the reality is, Gaz, if he turns up within a length of what he did last start, he'll win, won't he? He should do, that's right. You know, I'm, I can't see any reason why he can't. This at home, he's done everything so so well and just, you know, just want some luck in running and he, it, it should be a, a race he should be winning. So, um, you know, if I had any sort of inkling, there was something wrong. His blood's perfect. He's, he's well in himself. His work on Tuesday was sharp. He just seems like a horse that you could be second up with, you know. So he should really run well. Have a good day, Gary. Thank you. There's Gary Portelli. Exciting day for the yard. Duff um, with NCAP and Fireburn. She's just been a, a real flag bearer for the stable since her two-year-old season. Yeah, for sure. And uh, Gary, she said... Uh, 
got two very good three-year-olds this year, that's for sure, with uh, uh, Kamochi and, uh, and Cap. There's no doubt about that. Mm. On the Fireburns race, that uh, Hill Stakes, obviously Montefiore's there. She hasn't won for a while now. Are we starting to just wonder? Uh, I mean, she hasn't been disappointing. She's been running super, but you just like to see them winning. I guess it's hard to win at that level all the time, isn't it? Yeah, it is. She's been in the deep end all her life, and this is probably the most suitable race she's been in for a while. And, um, yeah, Rose Hill is the key. She loves Rose Hill. And, uh, yeah, she's got an inside draw. Just want to see it jump a little better. Mm. Uh, but she's right in the mix there. And, um, yeah, I, I thought Fireburn was probably the overs in that race. Um, but it's, there's differing opinions there. They're, they'll back a lot of horses in that, um, that Hill Stakes today. Yeah, they most certainly will, Duff. Um, and I guess... Nash on Montefilia, just an older mare. She's had 30 starts. Now you just might be able to wake her up a little bit and get that extra length out of her, particularly at the start. Yeah, yeah, look, he's there to, you know, you know rouse her up a little bit and you know, keep her mind on things. How have you assessed who you are, Mal, so far in his Australian racing career? He's had uh, four, is it uh, three runs here, sorry, now. Uh, he ran at Flemington in the Melbourne Cup, midfield there, uh, finished 12th, and he's had the the two runs back this preparation at a mile. No doubt he'll appreciate that a little bit further today. I've been waiting for him. Um, I, sort of, I sort of specced him at his two runs back, knowing he couldn't win, but I just didn't want to miss him along the way. But I think this is his race today to put his hand up. He's got to be ridden more aggressively, um, or he's got to jump a bit better and show a bit more gate speed. And I think he, uh, this is a lovely little race for him if he does put himself on speed. Absolutely it is. Uh, that's uh, who you are, Mal, today for Gay and Adrian. Good to see Hippo get a Group 1 too in that flight stakes last week aboard uh, the filly for Gay and Adrian Duff, Tropical Squall. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, um, he's been riding in great form and that great form comes through with confidence um, riding in form horses. And uh, he's, he's really seized the opportunity. He's backing amongst the big boys again and um, he's there to stay with the dedication he's got at the moment and he's riding, you know, as light as he can. So, um, yeah, he's doing a great job, Adam. You, um, a real punters, love, the punters love backing him because he's, of his aggression and putting him in a position. Mm. Yeah, exactly right. Talking of jockeys, um, we haven't spoken since last week. Good to see Cathy get that Group 1 Epson on uh, Redina, uh, her third. It had been a while between drinks, but uh, that was a good result. I mean, uh, she just put him in the box seat, was able to stick with, and it's always good these other these jockeys who may not be winning the Group 1s all the time when they get one. Um, it's always enjoyable as a, as a racing punter, I guess, or a fan, uh, more so if you're on them, but that was uh, another highlight of last week too. Oh, for sure. No, you know, Kathy's a great rider and it just shows you opportunity when opportunity arises and that invariably comes up when there's handicap racing around uh, with light weights and whatever and you can make the weight and, and you get the job done. So it's, it's hard to, you know, get a full book of rides on favourites when you've got the jockeys that we've got that have cemented themselves in Sydney and most of the races are won by horses up in the weights anyway so for Cathy just to get those limited opportunities and seize on every opportunity uh, on, on big opportunities like that which she's done in the past is a feather in a cap and she's a very very um, consistent good rider Absolutely. She just needs the horses underneath her. And I thought, uh, you know, Rachel did a great job as well. So it was a great day for the girls last week. And, and that's what handicap racing is all about with the Epsom's Metrops. And it gives good jockeys a better opportunities to, to, to show their wares. 
We're seven days out from the Everest stuff. Uh, only one slot to be filled, but we believe alcohol-free will run for you long. Um, how's the Everest picture shaping up for yourself so far? I wish I win. Currently $4 favourite. Imperatory is obviously doubtful for the race. Um, we know the story there. Think about it's four fifty. Private Eye, $6. Buenos Noches, 8 And Cylinder, we know the record of three-year-olds in the, in the tab Everest. He's an $11 chance. Yeah, look, um, to tell you the truth, I'm a big I Wish I Win fan. Um, looking, still looking at the tempo of this race, which is a little question mark. Yeah. And um, yeah, I, I think um, it, it'll take a bit of, take me, uh, I think I'm going to be with I Wish I Win, I think. But mm. at this stage, but geez, he trial really well yesterday, private eye. Oh. Didn't he just smoke up that last 25 metres? Nash just gave him a tiny slap down the shoulder and he just went through the line beautifully. You'd expect them to yeah. trial well when they're fit, but, geez, he's Yeah, yeah he's just, uh, but he's showing he's so showing that he still wants to be a sprinter there in that trial. That's what I th- think, you know, because <laughs> at some stages there we're thinking, oh, is he a miler? Is he 1,400? We're helping nor here nor there with him. Uh, but he showed that he wants to sprint there in that trial. Absolutely. As we head to a break on Racing HQ, 24-hour foal cover for 24-hour day, peace of mind. Options for life-saving surgery cover and the extended foal policy until the 2025 yearling sales, all with HQ's renewable extension clause. Visit hqinsurance.com.au for more. Be sure, insure with HQ. Be trackside for the Tad Everest. Witness history with the fastest horses on earth with $20 million to be won. Along with the first running of the $5 million King Charles III stakes with live music after the last race. Tab Everest Day, October 14 at Royal Ramp. Book now at theracers.com.au. Did you know the English Ready to Race sale is the only Australian two-year-old sale to produce group-winning graduates in each of the past four renewals? Don't miss the 2023 sale at Riverside, Tuesday, October 10. Catalogue available now at english.com.au Sick of cheap bloodstock insurance that doesn't deliver? HQ Insurance offer mortality policies with superior features, including life-saving surgery cover, agreed value, and all with HQ's renewal extension clause. Visit hqinsurance.com.au for more. Be sure, insure with HQ. Sports Report. First up this morning, big news for our national sport, cricket. Cricket? Sorry, but our national sport is not cricket. Yeah, it's Aussie rules. No, it's rugby league. Cricket was played first. Soccer's played the most. No, but... Sport is our sport, and it's all better on the Tab app. Tab, we're on. You win some, you lose more. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Experience a remarkable week of racing in one of the world's great cities, Hong Kong, with the Big Sports Breakfast team. Leaving December 5, you'll be transported to Happy Valley with racing under lights for the World Jockeys Challenge. Plus head to Sha Tin for the four Group 1s and the World Turf Championships. And when not at the race course, you can shop, harbour cruise or just relax. Join the Big Sports Breakfast in Hong Kong. Myself, Dave Stanley and Laurie Daly. For more information, go to ambassadortravel.com.au. The Tab Everest, the world's richest race on turf. $20 million. Royal Randwick, October 14. The Tab Everest. Will you be watching? 
Racing HQ. Brought to you by HQ Insurance. Be sure, insure with HQ. And Bet's Friends on the Tab app. Follow the Racing HQ Bet's Friends team for all the team's tips. What are you really gambling with? Welcome back to Racing HQ on your Saturday. Great to have your company on the program. Hope you're having a, a great Saturday morning and you're gearing up for a big day on the punt. There's plenty of winners to back. Uh, of course, Rose Hill Gardens, a hot meeting today, seven days out from the Everest. Duff and I were just speaking about some of the main chances before the break. And Duff, one horse what we didn't talk about that I wanted to mention is Espiona. I'm glad she's in the field because she's been not an enigma, but she's had her issues with hanging in, etc throughout her career, but I tell you what, Chris Waller couldn't have her going any better. She's dead set flying, and I read uh, during the week that Bowman, Hugh Bowman, has been booked. Uh, they've got his services for her in the Everest. Yep, but he'll suit her as well. She's a little bit finicky, but these hands will uh, do a good job on her. She she really adds interest to the race, I think, because she does have that brilliance about her, and, uh, and you know, the tempo of an, a Tab Everest will certainly suit a mare like her, and she, she was brilliant winning the other day, and the time was on the board. I think it's very important for her to draw a barrier. Mm. Um, all, every time she's drawn really well, um, she's been excellent. So, and I think she's better when she's, getting, you know, she's getting, I know most of the winds are down the middle of the track, but I think when she won that cool more up the rail... Uh, I just, she just was a lot more adaptable that day. And Chris has worked her out, and he knows how to peak her, and he's put it. Well, he's put pressure on himself, taking him for his for his own slot. So, um, I think she's there to run very, very well. Absolutely, uh, Duff. Uh, Tom Sherry's our next guest. Been riding up a storm of ladies on the line. How are you this morning, Tommy? Good, Luke. How are you? Yeah, very well, mate. Uh, winner during the week. Um, look, always good to see you riding a winner. But I backed the second horse there at Gosford when you. One on majestic style, so uh, you cost me, brother. Yeah, well, it wouldn't be the first time, would it? <laughs> <laughs> Tommy, you must be working hard. You're riding for all the right stables. You know, Peter and Paul are giving you a good opportunity, and John O'Shea and a few, a few of the others. So you must be putting plenty, plenty of hard work in. Yeah, um, obviously, I found it a little bit difficult when um, when Mark left just to to try slide into another stable, um, but it was just. It was just a case of um, getting a couple of opportunities and, and uh, producing. So it's been good the last couple of weeks. Been getting good support from from the Snowdens and O'Shea and picking up anything else I can get my hands on. Yeah, you got a handy book of rides today. This atmospheric rock you've been riding him. He's he's probably ready to go now. He's a big, strong horse. Probably just needed a few runs, and I'm expecting he'd be riding a race like this. Yeah, for sure. It was probably I did put my hands up last start. I jumped well and um, I went forward, but I was caught forward, so I, I came back and then the speed came out of the race as I came back and I was just a pair worse than I would have liked to be. Um, one, two and running, ran one, two, finished one, two, so he done a good job making up ground, but um, there seems to be really good speed on today in that race and he's right there, he's, he's knocking on the door for a win like this. No surprise to see this horse here in the second improve sharply today. Toes on the nose. He's got. Uh, you've won on him in the past. He just needs to put that right foot forward. Yeah, I'm not too sure. His first up run was was really good over a unsuitable distance, and um, I just it, it's not like him to run as bad as he did second up. So maybe just had a little bit of second up syndrome. A sticky gait, but he rolls forward, and hopefully he he can run a good race. Um, you rode uh, Pia Rossa the other day. She's behaving herself this preparation. She seems to be in the right frame of mind. 
Yeah, she she is. Uh, she did behave herself. She obviously is a little bit quirky. She she has her own little tricks. But uh, this is a this is a very winnable race in my eyes. She she raced really well the other day, bumping into a what looks to be a future group group horse, and um, nothing stands out in this race that I don't think I don't think could uh, could hassle her too much. There's not a whole lot of speed, but I think I think um, from a soft gate we'll be able to balance and put ourselves there. And the extra hundred metres should suit her as well. Yeah, for sure. This horse in the race in the main race here, I thought he was a little good long shot chance. He man, he just got lost down the straight the other day. He's, he's got talent. Yeah, I, I I never really sat on him before, but I did gallop on Tuesday, and um, for a cold you wouldn't you wouldn't think so, but he's very laid back and he only does what he has to do. But I found the more I asked him in his piece of work, the more he gave me and. If these run along here, I'll be watching out for him. Like you've obviously got in cap, which be extremely hard to beat. But Peter and Paul's always improve um, very sharply. Second up, and I'll be, I'm confident he'll finish the race off strong. Mm. And Cota Healy in race eight, you know him well. He's trialling well. Yeah, he's flying. He's. Um, I couldn't see a reason why. I'll be disappointed if he doesn't run well. I know it's a it's a it's a strong enough race and. But his his trials and his walk has been phenomenal. He's he's um, he's come back in good order. His throw shade has given him a little bit of a freshen up, and he's been trolling up the treat. And um, I think a big field will help him. He's won at Rose Hill. There's a lot of positives. As I said, I'll be disappointed not to see him run well. Yeah, he should position. He got a lovely little draw there, just to position, just behind them where he likes really. Yeah, the last prep he, he used to travel a touch strong and. Um, John and the team just got him asked me to ride him a, a pair of wars and just get him to switch off and that was the day he, he exploded late at Rose Hill and, and came from the cloud so I think from the gate we can just land over his neck and if we're just in front of the midfield bunch and you know three or four pairs back would be perfect and uh, I think a big field would help him because he loves coming through them and he, he has got a good, really good finish on him if he, if he gets the force half correct Beauty, keep up the good work Thanks, guys. Have a good day. You too, Tom. Uh, have a good day, mate. There's Tom Sherry joining us for a chat, Duff. Got a little bit of feedback here, Duff. Feedback? On the text hey. line. And we love feedback because we're just vessels to help our audience back a winner and, and enjoy the show. Um, Steve just said, Hi, guys. Love listening to Duff, but when you interview the trainers, can you ask them their best of the day at the end of the interview? Always helps. I think it's a valuable insight from punters. So I can understand that from Steve, Duff, uh, wanting to... Uh, to know from the, I guess from the horse's mouth, so to speak, what their best of the day is. But one thing Steve forgot: uh, these trainers are terrible judges sometimes, don't? Yes. <laughs> and some some of them don't like being put on the spot with That's their best right. of the day. Um, so, so we'll try. I know Sam Kavanagh's best of the day was Kyobi, so uh, yep. uh, <laughs> that's uh, we didn't have to ask him that. Well, he's only runner at Rose Hill, so he's gone <laughs> at Newcastle. But um, we'll do our best for you, Steve, on that one. Uh, a couple more texts, um, and I love the show interaction. Uh, as always, Tom from Mudgee said, Hey, guys, King's Gambit bolts in, Luke. Most talented horse on the card today. That from Tom. Uh, another uh, listener questioning um, some chat in the media this week about osmosis uh, and his credentials. Um, hey, guys, was talked up as a moral yesterday. Don't know if I'd be that confident. Uh, considering the strength of that field, Duff, I can understand that line of thought. And one for you here in regards to Libertad. Uh, Ron, do you think Libertad, after being a late scratching in the Golden Rose with a temperature, can bounce back in Melbourne? Uh, that from Jace. Obviously, Duff, your focus is Sydney, but what yeah. do you think with Libertad after that little setback? 
No, we know he's a good horse. Mm. And then we, you know, we he's a forgotten horse after one run in the Golden Rose, where we pretty well run to the rose. We, we, yeah, it was only beaten less than two lengths. So, yep, it's um, funny racing this straight racing. Just with the jar out of the track today mm-hmm. and a set of blinkers on, I, I really think um, Kandinsky Abstract might... I, I took 20 to $21. I know he's shorter now with a, um, a scratching, but he's um, he's a big improver today, Kandinsky Abstract. Funny you say that because 10 seconds ago, and I was about to ask you, Robbo texted the show, he said, Morning, Luke. Was wondering what Duff's opinion of Cam Dinsky abstract in Melbourne is today. So there you go. Mm. Um, so you, you think he's worth watching, Duff? He's always shown promise that horse. Yep, I just think a set of blinkers, a little bit, because when he got made his debut and he, he, he looked so good, it was a softer track. Mm. Um, but mate, I, I might be just. Uh, Flemington might be a good three by then, the way it dries out. So, but I mean, they had a bit of rain there during the week and yesterday. So, I'd, uh, I still think the track might have a little bit of give in it. Michael Hawkes is our next guest, Duff. Uh, guest Duff, if I can spit it out. No doubt he's had the early flight back from Taree yesterday after winning the cup with Superior. Morning, uh, Michael. Luke, Duff, how are you going? All right. Good mate. How was the flight? Uh, I didn't go. I watched it from the uh, convenience of about box 27 uh, here at the stables at Rose Hill, to be honest. Outstanding, mate. Jeez, it was a good effort. You know, 2,000 metres, who would have thought? And I only raced the previous week in Melbourne, so it was a decent performance from him and a decent training performance. Yeah, I've got to... Look, I've got to... You know what? John Hawks has got to take the rap there. He uh, he planned it. Um, You know, the horse run Sunday at Sandown. He went super, actually, and he swam Monday, swam Tuesday, float trip up, trotted around here Wednesday, Thursday, canter, Friday morning, yesterday, canter early, up the road four hours, winds, bolts in, 2,000 metres first time. Unbelievable. Like, wow. that's just... Incredible. You know, this day and age, like, going back in the year, but to do something like that, doing something, things are so even, um, it, was, it was a great performance. And the horse has actually got better as he's got older, believe it or not. So, just another chink in his armour and... Um, you know, he was probably heading towards a, a little dance. Now he's heading towards a big dance. So, no, it was a great effort. Yeah, for sure. Uh, today, Pesto, well, we all saw last start. He probably should have fought that finish out. Yeah, unfortunately, um, young Zach probably got him in the wrong spot uh, early and we were a little bit critical of that. And he was told to sort of get to the outside if he could. And by the time he got out, he, he really rocketed home. And look, everyone saw it. He should have won. Uh, the horse is flying, 2,000 metres, home track. Uh, I thought he was a great chance and, um, you know, definitely top three and, and can win. Uh, fire in race four. I'm, I'm, I like him today. I just I know he needs luck from the draw, but a few scratchings there. Uh, look, he was just off the track at Sandown. You're throwing a set of blinkers on him. He's raced well here before. The horse is going great, honestly. Um, just probably the barrier. I know there's three or four scratchings uh, out of the race now, but... You're trying to put the blinkers on and draw a soft draw, whereas, unfortunately, he's drawn a bit awkward, but definitely got the ability. Um, back home, changed things up a bit. I thought he'd run super, but honestly, you just need luck from bad barriers this day and age, and he's just going to need that bit of luck, that's all. Uh, this filly, Macarena, she looks uh, a nice filly with upside. Um, capable of the next step? Should have won first start. Um, probably wasn't the, the greatest of rides by young Dylan Gibbons, and... Uh, Second up, Canterbury, things probably didn't go to plan. Um, 
got a nice rhythm, had to go forward, did all the donkey work, then travelled for about 50, 100 metres, and then she was off again. And horses don't usually do uh, what she did, to be fair, without having a nice ability. But, oh, look, I do rate this filly. I think she's, she's very good. Uh, she's thrown in the deep end here, obviously. It's a very competitive field. And Cap's obviously the, the horse to beat. He was very unlucky in a golden rose, but... Truth, she wouldn't look at a place in a golden rose herself. And uh, we're just taking her nice and quiet. Lovely filly. A lot of time for her. Thought she'd run unbelievable. Mm. And uh, some interesting owners there as well. So there's a little... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I didn't want to no pressure. That stuff, but no pressure at all. Everyone looks at those things, unfortunately. <laughs> but uh, I'm trying to keep a level head. But uh, look, when you own it, there is more pressure on it. But uh, the girls are going to have a lot of fun in the future, put it that way. Uh, Zay Rec, he's got strong form line, fits in well here. Great run. Uh, last start, probably didn't sprint as good as he did first up. First up, um, Pericles jumped, led, and he actually ran really good first up, and if there was more speed, he probably near wins that race. And second up behind Zaki and the like, he's, uh, he's probably, just to be fair, that cog below um, the, the best horses. But in saying that, we've placed him right. 1900, wait for age, Rose Hill home track. I thought he was a super chance. I really did. He's, he's going great. Uh, last prep, his form was unbelievable. He's carried on this time through. And, yeah, really, really, really happy with him. Uh, what about old Mount Popper? He can, in the past, he has pulled a good run out second up. He has. His run, uh, first up, I thought was really good at Newcastle. He, he was back and wide and, and had no luck from the barrier. Once again, he drew an ordinary barrier. He was supposed to go to um, Tari yesterday as well. We had him in there. We scratched him. We, we thought we'd take the gamble and, and run him here uh, on his home track. Second up, he does produce. The only query I would say is wait for age. I probably think he's a more a handicap horse in that sense. But you know what? You've got to be in it to win it. It's a big race, worth a lot of money, and he should have a lovely run. And so long as he puts his best foot forward, we'd be happy. But he can, as you said, pluck one out of the out of the blue sometimes, so he's bouncing, he's well, can't fault. It's three little knockout chances in this Alan Brown, and Bandersnatch, we haven't seen him for a while here, uh, but he's a track and distance winner, he's just got that awkward draw. Um, Bandersnatch has been running in Melbourne, uh, probably hasn't had the, the luck of late. He ran super back here in the all-aged and um, at the back end of our carnival last prep, and um, Things haven't really gone to plan in Melbourne. He's either been crowded or, you know, up on the speed, not ridden properly. And just a lot of things have gone wrong, to be fair. The horse looks great. He's well drawn a bit awkward. He's just going to need a lot of luck. Uh, he isn't on speeder, but I just, I really don't know how he matched, to be honest. Up. Like, he's, you go forward and you go back, we just let him be where he needs to be. And that's probably the query with him. So that's something, obviously, uh, we'll work out during the day. But look, general rules with us, how they jump, how you ride them. So he's uh, he's a nice chance, but he's just drawn awkward. This Wild Planet's a funny horse. It's a silly thing to say, but some of his best runs is when he's been, he's done it so tough. And I remember yeah. him at Kembler that day and then another day, I think it might have been a Ramwick. He had the toughest run and they're his best yeah. runs. Yeah, a mile that was at Randwick. Uh, Van Overmeer rode him that day and he just kept chasing and he still ran third. Um, his run the other day was super again. Um, Andy rode him well and just used him to get across. But the problem is, as you know, you've ridden, you're working to get there and you're, everyone thinks that it's easy, but it's not. He's just had tough runs. Once again, he's drawn the car park. 
truth, if I thought he had drawn a barrier, I thought he was a great winning chance. He still is, but he's going to need a lot of luck for that barrier, that's all. Flying crazy. I must say I was desperate to back him in Melbourne today, but uh, these two runs back have been pretty well hidden runs. If you're going to back him in Melbourne, back him today. Um, okay. I, I really can't see the difference in Waterford's price compared to his, to be fair. Um, his run last start was super. He probably should have run second. And uh, I thought he was probably the best of the three, uh, only because he's drawn a good barrier. Uh, his first up run, he was slow away. He, was, he, he played up in the barriers, and last start was a huge run. Um, you know, he's, he, he's going really good. I just thought he was a he, he was a good knockout chance today at the odds, to be fair, and I really don't think he should be that price. All right. Well, you'll be a hero if Flying Coke Crazy wins. Good luck today. <laughs> hey, Michael. Thanks very much. Tell Duff he doesn't do the programming. You'll run them where you like. <laughs> uh, well, he well, was a big dance, to be honest, Flying Crazy, but we just thought this race in between, and had he have won last start, he would have run an Epsom. So, you know, the horse is going great. I'm really happy, so can't fault. Have a great day, mate. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Thanks for your time. There's Michael Hogg stuff. Um, you get a fair push there. You'll have to butter up in Sydney with Flying Crazy. Oh, I was going to get 20 to one and a half the race <laughs> in Melbourne today. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, I know. We always want that better price, don't we, Duff? Mm, mm. Speak to you after eight for the preview, mate. Looking forward Beauty. to it. There okay. he goes. Ron Duffersey, scratching time at Rose Hill we start. And there are 36 of them. And from race one, we've got uh, race one, number seven, Daksha. Eight, Nullify. Twelve, Lawyer's Delight. Fourteen, Bell Tycoon. Twenty, Spiritly. 23 offspring, 24 molestial kids. 7, 8, 12, 14, 20, 23, 24. Race 2. Scratch 13, Miss Ciccone. 14, Twice as Special. 16, Let Me Rain. 19, Jabali Bell. 13, 14, 16, 19. Race 3, 6 Special Sway. 10, Spaymalt. 6 and 10, Race 3. Race 4, Scratch 6, Mabel. 7 Extravagant Star, 11 Fire Lane, 13 Thunderlips, 6, 7, thir- 11, 13, out of race number 4. Race 5 Clear, race 6, scratch 2 Namesake, 6 Ostraka, 10 Balkans, 11 Disneck, 14 Peer Pressure, 2, 6, 10, 11, 14, out of race 6. Race 7, scratch 15, he's a shocker. 16, ironclad. 15 and 16 out of race 7. Race 8, number 8, Charter House. 11, Tamer Lane. 21, Spangler. 22, looks like Elvis. 8, 11, 21, 22. Race 9, scratch 8, Vienna Princess. 10, Willinga Beast. 8 and 10 out of race 9. Race 10, scratch 7, Dalalart. 13, Ivan's Hero. 14, Overriding. 15, Super Chilled. 16, Avery. 17, Boldino. 7, 13, 14, 15, 16 and 17. Those are the Rose Hill Gardens scratchings. Now, the provincial meeting, if you're wondering, in New South Wales is at Kembla Grange today. And the scratching information for this program, 31 of them. Race 1, scratch number 5, Bianco Nero. 8, Suncraft. 5 and 8 out of race number 1. Race two, scratch two, anoint. Ten, Stonegate Lane. Two and ten, race two. Race three, scratch three, there, there. Six, Gutenberg. Seven, Imazaki. Eight, Manuan. Ten, Osbred Nunya. Twelve, Glory Start. Fourteen, Zerkhan. Eighteen, Taipan Legend. 
19 Struff, 20 Star Legacy, 3, 6, 7, 8, 10, 12, 14, 18, 19, 20. Race 4, number 7, Fianchetto, 7. Race 5, 4 Struff, 7 Dapana, 11 Queen GM, 14 Outlander, 17 Flying Bat and 18 Lozen, 4, 7, 11, 14, 17, 18. Race 6, number 1, Cardone, 4 My Louise, 7 Princeton, 9 Chompers Girl, 1, 4, 7 and 9 out of race 6. Race 7, scratch 2, Pico Rocks, 6 Man Coney, 10 Free State, 2, 6, 10 out of race number 7. Race 8, scratch 1, Pico Rocks, 2 Sir Godric, 5 Thorny Croft, 1, 2, 5 out of race 8. No lates, those are the Kembla Grange scratchings. Albury today, they're a heavy 10 uh, overnight. It's up to a heavy 9. 25 scratchings, race 1, number 2, Dicos. 3, Kings Anne. 7, Shall We Play. 2, 3, 7 out of race 1. Race 2, scratch 1, Sweet Dreams Sweetie. 12, Wave Function. 1 and 12 out of race 2. Race 3, scratch 4, Sir Ronlo. 8, Jazzy Agogo. 9, Little Bathsheba. 4, 8 and 9 out of race number 3. Race 4, scratch 4, I Am Rich Enough. 5, Spiritly. 6, Super View. 12, Foxy Gal. 4, 5, 6, 12 out of race number 4. Race 5, scratch number 11, Marzi and Bobby. 5, Soul Benefit. 11, oh, hang on, I've stuffed that up. From race 5, 11, Marzi and Bobby and 15, Soul Benefit. So 11 and 15 out of race 5. Race 6, scratch 1, Avid General, 4, Galbalan, 6, Spinosaurus, 8, Nutbush Ambush, 12, Felita, 1, 4, 6, 8, and 12 out of race 6. From race 7, scratch 2, Soul, A Smooth Flight, 3, Greek Tycoon, 5, Underground Music, 6, Shalook, 12, Kinross, 14, Westminster Abe. 2, 3, 5, 6, 12 and 14. That's Albury. Next cab off the rank is Flemington for Turnbull Stakes Day and the scratching information is as follows. 28 of them on a soft 5, race 1. Scratch 2, our last cash. He's in the Kosciuszko uh, with Talbragar coming out yesterday. 3, Pioneer River. 13, Extravagant Star. 17, Rivkin. 18, Etienne. 2, 3, 13, 17, 18. Race 2, scratch 1, LR Plenty, number 1. Race 3, scratch 9, Gates. 13, Ruminate. 14, Enzudo. 16, Wings of Song. 18, Coning. 9, 13, 14, 16, 18, out of race number 3. Race 4, scratch 5, Chill the Krug. 10, Connasana. 11, Grinzingabel. 5, 10, 11, race 4. Race 5, scratch 1, Barber, 6, Mexico, 1 and 6 out of race 5. Race 6, scratch 12, Forbidden City, 13, Osbred Flirt, 12 and 13. Race 7, scratch 12, Fancy Man, 13, Hustler War, 17, Carini and 20, United Nations, 12, 13, 17 and 20 out of race number 7. Race 8, scratch 17, El Patroness and 18, Goldman. Race 8, scratch 17 and 18. Race 9, clear. 
And from race 10, scratch 4, Charterhouse, 10, Detonator Jack. Uh, 4, Charterhouse, 8, Detonator Jack. 10, Coat Healy. 11, Flying Crazy. 4, 8, 10 and 11 out of race number 10. That's Flemington. Now we go to Queensland and Eagle Farm. And there are 27 scratchings. Race 1, scratch 4, Avalante. 5, Never Say Never. 4 and 5 out of race number 1. Race 2, scratch 1, Braze and Act. 8, Don't Leave Me Now. Um, I'm losing concentration here. It's 1 and 5 out of race 2. It's about this point of the scratchings where I start to struggle. I think I might have ADHD. I just can't stay focused for the whole lot. Uh, and that's being honest. I'm doing my best here. It's race two, scratch one, braise and act, and five, don't leave me now. One and five, race two. Race three, scratch two, Daytona, and six, draft day, two and six. Race four, scratch five, dusk over Dubai, number five. From race five, scratch seven, Holstein, number seven. Race six, scratch two, Nashira. Seven, ready for anything. Twelve, Uncle Russ. Fourteen, Fastling. Two, seven, twelve, and fourteen. Race seven, scratch one, better not bitter. Five, pervade. Ten, nectaris. Fifteen, very intoxicating. Sixteen, acrophobic. Eighteen, big ticket boy. One, five, ten, fifteen, sixteen. One, five, ten, fifteen, seventeen, and eighteen. I can't do it. Race 8, scratch 10 little mix. 11, enough he said. 10 and 11 out of race 8. Race 9, scratch 8, pocketful. 9, Cotty. 10, Hamlet von Schnitzel. Sky 1, they've had a break. They've rejoined us. Now they've gone to Santa Anita. Race 9, scratch 8, 9, 10. Race 10, scratch 2, Coteel. 3, Inver Park. 17, Sir Rocket. And 19, never know more. 2, 3, 17 and 19 out of race 10. That's Eagle Farm. Finally, we've got Murray Bridge. And the scratchings there, 21 of them. Race 1, scratch 1, Alara Plenty, number 1. Race 2, scratch 6, Sue Warrior. 9, Cherokee Miss. 10, Lady Means Business. 11, Stupendous. 6, 9, 10 and 11. Race 3, scratch 10, Heavy Rotation. 11, Opportune Chance, 10 and 11 out of race three. Race four, scratch six, Charter number six. Race five, it's nine, what's the name, George? 11, Street Culture, nine and 11. Race six, scratch 10, Sea Witness, number 10. Race seven, two, Big Option, 11, Morpheus Braggy, 15, Clamark, two, 11, 15 out of race seven. Race 8, scratch 2, Omo. Race 9, scratch 17, Exel Man, 2016 Reasons, 17 and 20. And race 10, scratch 5, Flyway, 14, Dazzling Prospect, 15, Gelladora, 16, Commander, Mero, 5, 14, 15 and 16 out of race number 10. Those are your scratchings around the country today.
Other side of this break, we've got the Sydney preview. I'll be rejoined by Ron Duffersey to have a look at Rose Hill. Also joining us, Brad Gray and Ben Way this morning. Andrew Hurley away. He's enjoying himself on an island somewhere. And we'll also have our stewards segment with Steve Ralton. More other side on this uh, program, Racing HQ. Be trackside for the Tad Everest. Witness history with the fastest horses on earth with $20 million to be won. Along with the first running of the $5 million King Charles III stakes with live music after the last race. Tab Everest Day, October 14 at Royal Ram. Book now at theracers.com.au. At Tab, we're on for Saturday racing. On all races at Rose Hill, Flemington and Eagle Farm, place a fixed odds win bet in venue or on course with the Tab app. And if your horse runs second or third, get a bonus bet back up to $50. That's all races across three big tracks this Saturday, but only at your local Tab. We're on. First online fixed odds win bet only. T's and C's a website. What are you really gambling with? For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Join Hancock's Racing Number 11, where you can own seven horses prepared by Group 1 winning trainers in four states. Proven track record, great communication. Colts by Zoostar, Merchant Navy and Better Than Ready. Fillings by Lean Mean Machine, Star Spangled Banner, Star Turn and Omaha Beach. One off $1,500 or six by 250 monthly payments and up to five persons per share. Call Shelley Rod for the prospectus. 03-5274-9171 or website hancocks.com.au. Sportage to the street cred delivering Kia Seltos or Kia's most powerful car ever, the all-electric EV6 GT. Book a test drive today to find your chosen one. Find out more at kia.com.au or drop into your nearest Kia dealer. A rare racing chance to buy the iconic standardbred property Bidgey Ribbon, the home of the famous Brooklyn Lodge Stud, minutes from Bathurst on 610 hectares with water rights. Auction day October 26th. For full details, contact Nutrient Harcourts. Racing HQ. Brought to you by HQ Insurance. Be sure, insure with HQ. And Bet's Friends on the Tab app. Follow the Racing HQ Bet's Friends team for all the team's tips. What are you really gambling with? Yeah, welcome back to the show, Racing HQ. We are brought to you by HQ Insurance, great uh, sponsors of our program. We've got Steve Ralton from uh, the Racing New South Wales Stewards Panel on the line now to run us through any information for Rose Hill Gardens. Good morning to you, Steve. Good morning, Luke. What have you got for us this morning? Um, yes, the well, first one we've got is in race three, number three, Pesto. Um, obviously, um, Stewards did question Zach Lloyd about his decision-making approaching and rounding the home turn, but the upshot was that the horse was held up quite badly in the early part of the straight and didn't get clear running until the 200 and then hit the line strongly. Uh, race five in the Roman Consul, number one, King's Gambit. He resumed when, um, third at uh, Flemington, first up uh, 1,100 metres on the straight and was left in the unfamiliar role uh, leading and the RVL stewards reported that the horse raced keenly in the lead, so that's probably noteworthy. And uh, race seven, uh, number 12, hinged. Um, she ran la- a distant last in the seven stakes uh, at Royal Ramwick on the 16th of September. Brett Preble advised stewards he eased her down uh, in the straight as he, he sensed there was something amiss with the mare. And she's obviously quite, quite a consistent mare, but uh, his um, concerns were well placed because she was found to be suffering from cardiac arrhythmia, which would explain her performance. Thanks for all that information, Steve. Have a great day. 
Thanks, Luke. There's Steve Ralton from the Racing New South Wales Stewards Panel. Let's intro our panel for the Rose Hill Preview. Ron Duffy rejoins me. Duff, good morning to you again. Um, we're going to have a good four out there at Rose Hill Gardens and uh, conditions for racing should be quite pleasant today. Yep, looking forward to it. Uh, a very interesting day. Um, seems you still have a little bit of a hangover from last week with the uh, listening to those scratchings, but uh, you'll come good eventually. I'm getting there. Do you know, I actually, I, I'm not being funny here. I really try hard to get them right, but I, I can't do it. I, I've got, like, short-term <laughs> attention span or something. I'll be reading them, and I'll be, like, mesmerised, and I'm looking at it, but my mind's elsewhere. You know the monkey with the symbols going ding, 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 like that? That's what's going on upstairs, I think, Duff. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, you, you'll grow out of it. I've had enough practice now. Um, I should be able to get, get it right, but um, hopefully everyone got them okay uh, this morning. Brad Gray's on the line. Duff, I saw... A little bit. I got sent a photo, actually. Um, I've got a mole in the studio here, uh, and it was Brad Gray doing yet another promo. He had the all-green tab shirt on. He was with our man, oh. Trey, who's a social media uh, producer, I guess you could call him, uh, among other things here at Sky Racing. So I'm not sure what's going on, but he might be the new figurehead of Sky Racing, the way this is going. He's doing more stuff beside, behind the scenes, Duff. Oh, he's, uh, he's the golden boy. He's, uh, he's uh, the king of the promos, and <laughs> Deservedly so. What's this latest venture, Brad? Uh, I saw you in a green tab shirt shooting some other promo, no doubt. Good morning to you. Yeah, good morning, fellas. Uh, unfortunately, it was actually a green skivvy. So, <laughs> oh, oh, they still make them? Yeah, apparently there's another layer to that. So, yeah, coming to your screen shortly, I imagine. Can you describe to us what a skivvy actually is? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, say a <laughs> long It's like a turtleneck. Yeah, oh, a turtleneck. Right. I thought they yeah. banned those. But, but if you roll, well, they should be banned. But if you roll up the sleeves, you can kind of half get away with it. Okay. Anyway, we'll let the the audience be the best can judge you, of that. But. Can you wear that with your Tommy Shelby cap next time you come on camera? Yeah, they let me in, but I can give it a crack. Can you wear a turtleneck for Everest Day next week, please? <laughs> Go and buy a <laughs> no, turtleneck. I don't know if I could do it. And don the, the Tommy Shelby cap. I want to see that next week, Brad. Do you need a splash of blue for Everest? I'll have to go out and see if I can get myself a blue one. What is the colour coding for Everest Day, Duff? Is it blue? Splash of blue. Uh, one, yes, yeah. a, a splash of blue. It's uh, silver today. Um, oh, beautiful. We have colours uh, this time of year, so, um, so I'm told. I, I get the directive what the colour tie to wear on a, about a Tuesday, I think. Oh, do you get directed, do you, Duff? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Have you got the Mixing personal fashion person who yeah, <laughs> dresses you, uh, etc.? Nadia, you know, she's very good oh, at she's it. great, Nadia. She does a good job. I mean, making all of us look good is not easy, Duff. No, it's not easy at all. <laughs> uh, we've got a new, uh, well, victim, should we call him, to the ranks here on Racing HQ Saturday. Andrew Hurley has departed. He's on an island. Uh, he's enjoying himself, I can report. But we've got Ben Way, who uh, a lot of you will be very familiar with uh, as the host of our award-winning show, Black Bookers. He's a part of the Rose Hill preview this morning, and he'll also be on behind the gates a little bit later. Ben, welcome to Racing HQ Saturday. Well, Gats enters the fray and can't wait to be part of it this morning. So I always tune in anyway, but now I just get to be part of it, which is good fun. Outstanding, mate. It's great to have you along. How's the, the betting activity been on this meeting for Rose Hill? A couple of the earlier races are a touch on the quiet side, but as you start to build into the meeting, so too does the money. Osmosis is the best-backed runner across the card, so there's a, a fair bit going that way, and even the favourite in the last has been pretty popular. We'll make our way through, but I know it's 
I know it's only a group two, but I love the hill stakes. And you have a look back at some of the horses that have won your St. Lee's superimposed guns in Burnborough, Shannon, Farlap. Nearly every horse that won it back in the day has a race named after them. Gloaming, uh, Peter Pan. So, yeah, it's a race with a rich history, and I can't wait to go through it all today. Good meeting. It sure is, buddy. Uh, let's rip in, guys. We start with the Tab Highway. Um, I, I believe you got a call, Duff, uh, Monday that I don't read the sponsors. Uh, <laughs> is that right as well? No, maybe not, Duff. Uh, that, yeah, that's another one for you. Ah, uh, yes. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna bring that in. List. I'm adding that to my repertoire, everyone. Uh, just letting you know, sponsors they are an important part of racing. So I'm gonna read every sponsor's name on the Rose Hill preview going forward, as long as my tenure at the helm on Racing HQ lasts. I'm gonna do that for our audience um, because I think Bill was upset on Monday, Duff, when he when he phoned the program. Bill, so Bill was very upset. If Bill's not a sponsor or his mates not a sponsor, I'll give up. But uh, race number one is the Tab Highway, fifteen hundred metres. And Benway has the market for us. Certainly do. So, rail true, conditions good enough in the air, good four, which surprised me a little bit. And I did just want to make mention of a couple of fixed odds offers too, because one of them's a belter, so it includes the first here. So, tab fixed odds offer, you guys know the drill race is one to six run second or third bonus bet back up to $50. But when it comes to the Hill Stakes and the Turnbull Stakes for that matter, how's this fixed odds offer? Run second to tenth. Bonus bet back up to $50. So near on a free hit there in the Hill Stakes and the Turnbull. But in terms of the market for the first, so we kick off with a highway. Three-year-olds and up plus three fifteen hundred. Chase my crown at $6. Just drifting from a $4.60 open quote. Crystal Chief, despite the wide draw, $26. Open $13 now. Lord de Sanamo at $51. Amaranth, $16 to $15 today. Nickelback, $8. Has not budged. She had $34 to $31. Stormy Witness, $10 to $8.50. Call Me Lewis, another one drawn out in the car park, $31 to $26. Atmospheric Rock has been running really well, albeit without winning. $4.60 the open, $3.60 and hasn't moved today. Lady Tabloid, $41. Uh, we've got the 15, which is Ravontelay, which is $26 in from 34 He's a devil, 61 to 51. The coat hanger, $11, hasn't moved. Rossi's type of girl at 61. Master of Rewards at 21. And then Montebello's charm, 19 to 18. And one more, discreet lady, 51 to $41. You've got a total of seven scratchings, but only five cents worth of deductions. Three by two for Ballistic Kids and two cents to win for Bell Titan. Great debut. Great debut, Ben. Very solid, wasn't it? Oh, outstanding. It only took about half an hour. We're going to wrap up there. Can you just go a bit quicker, mate? I mean, well, we it's quarter highway. past eight. We've off with a 50-horse highway. Yeah, true. Uh, righto, Brad, what's this map look like? Yeah, what about the first sponsor that gets a mention there? The tab, of course it is, from you, Marlo. Hey, hey guess what, guys? The, the Midways doesn't have a sponsor. What am I, what am I going to do for race two? No sponsor. Oh, no. This is a, this is a disaster. <laughs> <laughs> Speed, plenty of it. Uh, fast tempo here, 1,500 metres. A few of these gallopers coming across from wider draws. You've got Crystal Thief, Stormy Witness, Call Me Louie, uh, Shehab and the Coat Hanger. We know what he does, and he was so effective from a position outside the leads. I think they'll run along here, Duff. Yeah, they will, and I think it suits atmospheric rock. He's primed fourth up now. Tommy put his hand up this morning and said he had to just come back too far when caught wide no cover last time. Just give him a little smother closer than midfield. I think he's hard to hold out. I think getting out to good odds, Chase, my crown. Inside draw, claim, proven highway performer, very honest mare. Uh, Amaranth, no money for her, but capable 
fresh in at 1500 I would have thought and he was really tough at big odds the other day the coat hanger so he's going to toughen out well from the front again 11 one four seventeen. Yeah, I've reverted to those proven highway horses as well. I've gone the way of, of Chase My Crown, just thinking that she can hold a spot from that inside gate. Uh, well placed after the claim of Jet Stanley. I know she's been up for a long time, up since April, in fact, and this will be her 11th run of the campaign. But eight of them have come in highways, and she's yet to finish any further back than fourth. So I wouldn't expect that to change today. She's a type of mare that needs luck at the right time. But if she gets it, she'll be charging late. 11, Atmospheric Rock. Uh, no knock in terms of how well he fits in here. He is well found, but he's knocking on the door when it comes to winning one of these highways, a few things didn't quite fall into place for him last start in what was a leader-dominated highway. Five, Nickelback. Go back two starts ago. I like that form reference behind Melody again and take the kitty. Ran well at Grafton last start, even though he was a beaten even-money favourite. He got a long way back and charged. And 17, the coat hanger. Has to do it now at a shorter price uh, and prove that that wasn't a little anomaly last time out, but I did like the way that he, he toughed it out having set outside the lead. One eleven, five and 17. Darren Flindell in race number one. He's gone with 11, Atmospheric Rock, to beat 17, 1 and 5. How do you think he's going to back up from Canberra yesterday, guys? He was down there for the race caller's day, um, called three races at Canberra. Would have been hard to do three hours driving to a race meeting. Uh, yeah, he's the champion of backer-upperers. <laughs> uh, Darren, that's for sure. He's a tried and true proven performer. Yeah, absolutely. I'm sure it'll be sweet, no doubt about it, guys. So we move to race number two, the unsponsored Midway. I'm going to call it the Racing HQ Midway, or I could even call it the Ron Duffercy. Duff, uh, I know we were talking <laughs> earlier this morning. You don't have, a name, midway. A, don't have a race named after you yet. Maybe the, this is the I'm Ron Duffercy. Midway Duffersy. performer. Yeah. <laughs> What's the market look like here, Ben, for the Ron Duffercy? <laughs> yeah, race number two. So made by Carney, only gear change blinkers off first time. But Bazooka heads the... Heads this one, $34, 41 to $34. Peace Officer, $3.60 has not moved. Made by Khan, as I mentioned, 41 to 34. Blinkers off. Toes on the nose, $19 hasn't moved. Oakfield Arrow, $34 hasn't moved. Bend the knee, $13 to 12. Felix Majestic, Brad's in love with this horse after last start, 460 to 440. Back Rower, $7 to $6.50. Big Apple open, $12, $14 hasn't moved today. The Guru, 126 Satna, 17 hasn't moved. Crackalaka, 51 to 34 Territory Express, $12 to $9.50. And there has been interest with tab fixed odds. Mancone, $81. And Miss Cooper at $12. So you can take out Miss Chicone, twice as special, Let Me Rain and Jabali Bell, but only two cents worth of deductions there. And in terms of money held very quickly... Uh, atmospheric Rob was the best back in the first. In the second race, it is very evenly spread. So, Ben the Knee and Territory Express, the two best back at this stage. Yeah, speed okay here. I wouldn't say there's a natural leader, uh, which is always a, a little bit scary in, in terms of a tempo up front. Satinus might just land in front by default, uh, and he's drawn the inside. So. Maybe toes on the nose can come across. Felix Majestic has got speed. Oakfield Arrow holds a spot. Other than that, you've got a few horses that prefer to find their feet and hit the line here, Duff. Yeah, you're right. I'm hoping for a little bit of aggression early um, at 1,400 now for Felix Majestic because I, I think he can win. His dry track form sensational. Uh, well, it's good. I won't say sensational, but it's good in the, at the right level. So, yep, I think he's a horse on the up. Um, their confidence uh, was landed the other day in the market and he has come back really, really well. I think 440 is acceptable, to tell you the truth. Um, 
Peace officer needs front of the race stuff to go his way, but and he does get to 60 kilos now, but he's a much stronger horse, this preparation. Uh, Eight-back rower, he was tough after um, sitting wide last start. Just back to 1,400, a little concern. And best of the rest, I'll put in Territory Express, who's on the improve, uh, number 15. A little bit wary of Brad's old horse here. Toes on the nose improving. 7, 2, 8 and 15. Geez, apparently I've got a few favourites here in the midway. Yeah. 7, 2, <laughs> 11 and 15. Felix Majestic on top for me. Similar numbers here. Uh, they just think he sets up so well, doesn't he? A dry track, that's key to him. He'll get that today. Now we're on a good four. He was a good winner there last time out. He wouldn't want the race to have been any later. Was really hammering down at that point in the meeting. He was still too good. You give it to last preparation. He did campaign exclusively in listed company. So the stable hold him in high regard. I think he's a horse that can, can continue through the grades with the right setup. And he gets that today. Two peace officer. Uh, he's chasing three straight. He's clearly come back well. He's always had talent. The penny's dropped now. Uh, we'll just leave it in the capable hands of Nashua Willer in terms of finding a spot from that tricky gate, particularly looking at the makeup of this field. So I didn't have a lot between the pair off talent, but then you look at the map uh, and it's advantage Felix Majestic. 11, Satinus. Well, he gets map favours. If he's not in front, he's just in behind the speed. Bounced back to his best form to win a midway last start. Uh, took care of Electrica. That ties him pretty neatly to midway form. It was disappointing to start prior to that, but you exclude, exclude that and his form is rock solid. Only beaten a length there by straight ace three runs ago. And I've made a spot for Territory Express as well. I think he's probably the peace officer from last year and he's a horse with talent. He's just yet to put it all together, but the penny will drop sooner rather than later. 7, 2, 11 and 15. Darren's gone with number two, Peace Officer, to beat 15, 6 and 8. As we move to race three, I see you've had a, a tweet here, Duff, from Joe Pride. Uh, Mission Phoenix will be ridden to lead. Joe tweeting that to yourself and racing New South Wales stewards. That's when you know you've made it, when the trainers are... You've got them that um, under the under control, Duff, that they're tweeting you the information, taking it upon themselves to inform you. Gee, you've got some pull. <laughs> well, Joe's always on the front foot wanting to know, uh, let everyone know what he's doing. And he's not only telling the stewards, he's letting us know that just to, to, we can tell the, the listeners on air yeah. uh, that the, the intent to go forward, which is, I think it's obvious. Yeah, I think that's fantastic too. That's just fantastic uh, to inform the punter and, and uh, the audience and everyone out there exactly what's happening. So there he is, Ben. Uh, he'll, he'll be the first horse you read here for the ACY Securities Handicap over 2,000 metres. Number one, Mission Phoenix to lead today. Absolutely. $4.40 the open, $4.80 first thing this morning, now $4.60. So just in 20 cents, out 20 cents essentially. Inside drawer and looks a live chance. Outland off $13 to $15 and back to that $13 quote. Pesto, $4.40 the open, 6 to $5.50 today. It probably reads a little on the easy side, but it's the second best backed runner in the race. Uh, we've got Gantierain at $6 into $5.50. Mars a bit $34. Olympic Gaze $11. Pierossa $3.20 to $3.40 today. And Queen Maker $6.50 hasn't budged. Two scratching special Sway 7 by 8 and Spoltet, which is 6 by 7. Only gear changes. The Irish horse, their number four blinkers off first time. Yeah, and they're two significant scratchings. This already looked like a battle of tactics, even more so now. So Felix, Mission Phoenix, third time lucky, uh, punches up, holds the front. We know that now. Queen Maker is probably her only other speed horse in the race. She's versatile. She can take advantage of the fact that there isn't really a horse that's going to uh, sit outside of Mission Phoenix, Pia Rossa, Pesto, Gantarain. We've seen enough of these horses to know that they don't necessarily have enough tactical speed. So maybe it's his race today, Mission Phoenix stuff. Yep, um, I'm more confident now. Um, I didn't know which way to go really with these four favourites. I didn't know how to line them up. Uh 
until scratchings and uh, obviously intent. So now I'm comfortable tipping Mission Phoenix. Um, this is his this is his sweet spot, 2,000 metres, a race that he could just glide along and quicken up on the point of the turn and try and get them off the bit and chasing. So I'm happy with him. Piros is the different form, as we say, and probably maybe better form. Very one-paced, uh, but she's been crying out for this this um, 2,000 metre distance, and, and he will roll along. She just needs a cart into the race at the right time. Three Pesto, we all saw the other day, he had good support, so it wasn't unexpected. He was well tried at big odds, and could be marked unlucky. And Gan Terrain, another one, crying for 2,000 metres, uh, just very one-paced in her own right. So uh, I'm happy to go with the dash of Mission Phoenix here, one, eight, three, and four. Yeah, I'm with him as well, just in terms of where he's going to land in the run, one, two, eight, and four. So last, uh, there are a few alarm bells, a red flag there in the fact that that straight Acer race, there was only a length from first to fifth, and there was a hard luck story with Pesto. That said, uh, it does look the obvious, doesn't it? So Mission Phoenix, fifth up now, 2,000 metres, push the button. He doesn't necessarily have a change-up of gears. He just grinds his rivals into the ground. So you saw last time where he was momentarily held up. He hit a bit of a flat spot, but then was coming again through the line. So no excuses today to Pesto. Uh, rip him to the outside and, and let him find the line as long as he's still got that freshness in the legs. Eight, Piarossa does bring a different form line. And you look at it on paper and you think, well, that how good are you? And Marques reference surely reads well for this. But has she got the tactical speed to take advantage of the fact that there isn't a lot of speed on paper here from Barrier 2? Uh, we'll see how that plays out. And Gan Terrain. I don't know where she gets either from the gate, but another one desperate for the 2,000 metres. One, two, eight and four. Darren Flindell in race number three, Mission Phoenix on top number one to beat three, seven and eight. We go now to race number four, the racing and sports handicapper of 1,100 metres and Benway's got the market. Yeah, a few scratchings here of significance. So Mabel, Extravagant Star, Firelane and Thunderlips all come out. Six by seven for Mabel, 19 by 14 Extravagant Star, six by six Firelane and four by five for Thunderlips. So we're talking uh, 35 cents worth of deductions there. Starting at the top, door blinkers off first time, crossover noseband again and tongue tie again. $13 the open, albeit with those deductions, $7 to seven fifty today. Pioneer River eight fifty to eight dollars today. Fire, which is nine dollars to eight dollars fifty, just trimming in half a point. Weight of the stars, four twenty out to four dollars forty. Zuccarino nineteen dollars hasn't moved. Classy J B nineteen to sixteen dollars. Biographer eleven dollars. Bandy's boy six dollars fifty hasn't moved today. And Stanislaus is the one. So if you shopped early, thirteen dollars we went up. Post deductions, $8.45. You're now talking $3.80 about a horse that has three times more money than the next best back in the race. Yeah, a couple of significant scratchings there. Mabel, extravagant star, fire lane. Uh, so speed-wise, it doesn't have much effect. Uh, it does have an effect on the market. Dual, way to the stars. He's a very fast horse. Biographer will come across. And Piney River, uh, we saw lead last time out. So, yes, the... Feels obviously got smaller, but speed-wise, uh, it still should be pretty genuinely run here, Duff. Yeah, and that's why I'm comfortable with fire here. Smaller field, nine runners now. He'll probably be negative at the start and rush home down the middle uh, with his blinkers on for the first time. Yeah, happy to spec him. Got caught wide there over the 1,000 when he was well-fancied first up at Sandown. So happy to go with that form. I think uh, Stanislas is the danger, uh, but geez, $3.80 now, um, $13 went up Wednesday. Uh, look, he wasn't bad in the heritage, and uh, this is more to his liking, and he could easily um, shape a ride up in a race like this. Way to the stars, what you see is what you get, a good on-pace run. Um, 
and best of the rest. I think Pioneer River is probably good odds as well. He just pops in right behind that speed and he comes out of the right race. 3, 12, 4 and 2. Yeah, I'm with the money horse, 12, 4, 10 and 3. How often do we see uh, Godolphin and James Cummings with this type of setup up in grade, down in weights? He's a three-year-old with just the featherweight on his back. He's going to just settle down midfield somewhere. If he gets the split to the right time, he's got a, a nice little turn of foot to take advantage of that run. Four, way to the stars. Uh, early pressure key here, but he sustained it first up. Uh, he's got to transfer that from Canterbury to Rose Hill now, of course, in a, in a harder grade race and do it second up, something that he struggled with in the past. But... Otherwise, uh, he looks to have returned really well, and he was met with a lot of confident support there first up. Ten Bandy's boy, he's one of the most fascinating runners across the cards. He's first up here for 59 weeks. Uh, the last time we saw him was in a highway. He ran well there. Uh, he got it to his two-year-old form, and he beat Zoo Gotcha there on a heavy ten at Randwick one day. So he's always been loaded with talent, and I do like the way that he's trialled. So big watch in terms of that late support for him. And three, fire. I've made a spot for him as well, uh, Duff Spick. He's a bit of an enigma, but on his day, he's certainly more than capable. 12, 4, 10, and 3. Let's see what Darren's found in this fourth race. Uh, two, Pioneer River on top to beat 10 Bandy's boy. Four, Way to the Stars, nine, Biographer. For Darren, race four, numbers two, ten, four, and nine. Race five at Rose Hill, the Tab Roman Consul Stakes, uh, Benny Boy, and this is a hot field. It certainly is. No scratchings to report. Uh, 1,200 metres, set weights, named after a star horse in the 60s who won the Chelmsford Stakes three times, 67, 68, 69. First run in 78. Jeez, there are some good horses that have won this too. So Exceeding Excel, Fastnet Rock, Red Anchor, Zoo Star, Brazen Bow, Let's have a look at this market. King's Gambit four sixty to four eighty. Barber seven fifty to six dollars fifty. Osmosis two fifty to two thirty. And favourite. The majority of the money is there. There's three and a half times more on Osmosis than the next best backs, which interestingly is Barber, which we'll get to in a tick. Namesake with a big gear change nineteen dollars. Opened up at twenty six. Celestial Legend six dollars out half a point. Real Royal Tribute out a full point to nine dollars. Mexico forty one to sixty one. And Balkans. $12 to $13 today. Yeah, well, is this a repeat speed-wise of the heritage? Is it as simple as Royal Tribute finds the front, Osmosis ambles up to settle outside the lead, potentially? The only one that I could see holding a spot here, Duff, and making it a little bit tricky for Osmosis is Balkans. Uh, I think he is versatile, and whether they want to use him up a little bit just to make the favourite work a touch in the early stages, I could see that playing out. Yep, possibly. Um, he'd be yeah, kicking up just to find his position there, uh, just behind the speed. There's, um, I don't think there's any doubt about that at all. Intriguing race. I'm a big fan of King's Gambit. Um, hopefully he executes better and it just comes back underneath Tommy Berry early. Hopefully... Um, I'm hoping for a lot of things here. Hopefully he can run on from the back at Rose Hill today because I think that's where he's going to be. But he's got a devastating turn of speed when he gets the right uh, speed on up front. So, look, I'll gamble on him. Uh, we'll learn a lot more about him today, whether he's just a, um, a thinking cult wanting to bolt and do things wrong. I just think anything that fails down the straight, I just want to give another chance to. Um, obviously, Osmosis is the horse to beat. He gets his chance to really make a name for himself today, uh, ticking off the 1,200-metre box. Celestial Legend, yeah, 
he can win this and win it well. Um, just a matter whether he's had the sprint run now, whether he wants 1,400 or a mile, but not bag him at all. He's a very good horse. Might be the best horse in this race in time. And best of the rest is Royal Tribute. He might be able to pace himself much better in front from uh, at the 1,200 metres here. Typical uh, Waterhouse bot style. One, three, five and six. Yeah, don't leave your form guide in the middle of the track this time, Duff, for King's Gambit. There's no help to him last time out down the Flemington Straight there, that piece no. of paper that he jumped up. No, it was not. <laughs> Is that right? He actually jumped something. Well, he spotted this flying piece of paper, and that's when oh, he threw that. his head in the air and just wanted to bolt. Oh, I missed that, Duff. I'll have to have another yeah. look. Wow. You don't miss much, Duff? Uh, no, well, I, it was it was actually someone pointed it out to me. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, you don't miss much, Brad. <laughs> I, think it was, I think it was Corey Brown's. I passed it was Corey Brown, so. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was. Great stuff. He did. He picked that up. So 3 1, 2 and 5, 3 osmosis. We might get a backable price here. Uh, he was friendless there first up. What is he now? $2.50, $2.60. And the way he's trending, uh, we might get better yet. So he was a dominant winner of the Heritage first up. I still think he had a, a gear up his sleeve. He was pretty soft on the line. Just has to stretch to 1,200 metres. I do concede that. But he's had a, had a nice platform to do that. And you look at his runs to date. Uh, and his late strength suggests that that won't be a problem. One King's Gambit. Is he going to execute? It's going to be a matter of time before it all falls into place and he's going to blow a field away. I'm reluctant to jump off him from first up. He's just got so much talent, but he still does so much wrong. Two, Barber. He's a big improver from the Heritage. His run was so much better than it reads on paper. He ran fifth, yet he had to do a stack of work in the, the early and middle stages there just to get into the race, and then he had no carrots left that last little bit. So a completely different setup here from Barrier 1 and 5, Celestial Legend. You're just hoping he's still sharp enough to compete over these sprint trips because he's going to be a 1,400-metre miler in time, and a very good one at that. Uh, but if the leaders happen to overdo it, uh, we know he's, he's got a big finish. 3, 1, 2 and 5. Uh, Darren's selections, he's gone this way with his thoughts. Five Celestial Legend to beat three, two and one. I've just seen that vision, guys, that you are, uh, or Brownie, is absolutely spot on. He, they're an amazing animal, aren't they? He spotted that, uh, whatever it was, on the track, um, well before it appeared on the vision. And he, you can see him, he just started to get his head up and... He was worried about what it was, and mm. you're right, he was off and gone after that duff. Um, she yeah, couldn't really get him back. So, yeah, that definitely disrupted him. That's quite amazing. Mm. Never and seen that before. And you see him in his trials where he, they drag him back, and then he just finishes off so strong against the best of them. Mm. So it's, it's a moment for him today. Oh, it's a big moment. Yeah, looking forward to seeing what he does. We move on to race uh, number six with our preview of Rose Hill Gardens today. And we've spoken about the Tab Roman console. This is the Toyota Forklifts. Tap Craig over 1,400 metres worth half a million. And we've got a short price favourite up the top, Ben. Absolutely. And named after two of the greatest men to be involved with in racing broadcasting as well. Two of the loveliest blokes and most talented uh, fellows you would ever meet. A tap and Craig. All right, let's roll in. So NCAP is best back. And I'm not just talking slightly. There is 12 and a half times more on NCAP than the next best backed runner in the race. And we're talking about, well, in excess of 72% of the hold going that direction. So this horse will anchor a stack of multis, currently $1.80. Scratching wise, you can take out Namesake, 5 by 6 going around earlier, Ostraka, 7 by 8 Balkans, Disneck, and Peer Disneck, I should say, which went around the other day at the midweeks, and Peer Pressure come out too. Uh, NCAP, $2.30 to open, but $1.90 to $1.80 today. Snapback, $8.50 hasn't budged. Chrysler, 15 to $18. The Little Pumper 
six dollars fifty to seven fifty. Ducas eight out to nine dollars today. He Man twenty six to thirty four. What a show it was. Razors twenty one to twenty three. Monty Maximus one hundred and one to one hundred and fifty one dollars. And Macarena just on the move with Macarena. So. $15 the open, so post-deductions, that's $13.20 into $6. You've got to respect that move, but with tab-fixed odds, just a heads up, it's the second best back, but absolutely nowhere near that of NCAP. It's a good move, though, for a filly out of midweek maiden grade. Macarena now the second favourite. Speed here, I think the little pumper finds the front. Uh, snapback could be quite happy, I imagine, uh, to take a bit of cover today. Was the leader there in the Golden Rose first up, but uh, just in behind the speed's a nice spot for him. Razors maybe comes across from the gate. Macarena has got some toe, and Encap should find himself just three pairs back and peeling to the outside from there, Duff. Uh, yep, um, he's going to be... He's got the form, hasn't he? But I don't think there's that much between... Um, I know NCAP's got performance on the board and Ducas is still a maiden, but I don't think there's that much between them ability-wise. Um, I must say, I, you, you brought it to my attention on Thursday and I didn't realise, I, I didn't know he went to Melbourne. I saw, I knew he was in in Melbourne and scratched, but he was a late scratching, so there's a setback there with a, or whatever it was, a temperature or something. But um, I'll trust that Michael's got him in order and ready to go again, nice and fresh with a month off. And I just think at $9 versus $1.80, I'd probably lean that way. Um, he's obviously very hard to beat. He's held his form in great fashion, this end cap, but, uh, and he has plenty of ratings points on his rivals here with the set weights and penalties. Uh, then a couple of really nice long shots here. Chrysor is a lovely, big, strong horse. will eat up 1,400. He'll get into more of a rhythm than what he did uh, in the run to the Rose. And he gets a set of visors on him today and an inside draw. So, yep, I, I, I think he can't do anything bar run well. And a throw at the stumps with Heeman here. He-Man. He is a nice horse. Just uh, his wheels were spinning on the worst part of the track at Flemington last time, and he will get be much better at thirteen at fourteen hundred metres here. I've got no doubt in the wide wide world. Seven, one, four, and eight. One thirteen, seven, and three, one. End cap. The first thing you do when you see an even money favourite is try to poke holes in the case, and I couldn't really, other than the fact that he's been up for a while now, but. All he has to do is repeat what he's done in his past too, and he should win this. So he's fantastic in the Ming Dynasty over this same track and trip. And again, Rose Hill 1400 metres, which touched off by militarised there in the final stride and split cylinder. Uh, the Velocalus cylinder, I do concede that, but he's lining up in a tab Everest and every chance militarised uh, goes on and wins the Caulfield Guineas. So holds his form. I think he justifies the short quote. Macarena. Whether I'd want to take $6 now, probably not. However, she's completely untapped. Uh, a narrow margin last time out, but she had to make a couple of runs throughout the race. Otherwise, she was risk being posted deep, and she was in for the fight. She's a lovely-looking filly. She looks well-placed out to 1,400 metres, and if it's not today, uh, she will make the grade sooner rather than later. Seven Ducasse, one of the more talented maidens we've got at the moment. Uh, yeah, you can make a case, too, that there probably shouldn't be such a discrepancy between NCAP and Ducasse, because there hasn't been a lot between them in the past when they have clashed. And three, snapback. Also coming through the Golden Rose, he had to absorb a bit of pressure there in the middle stages, and he still wasn't beaten that far, so a bit of a hidden run in itself. One thirteen, seven and 3. Darren's doing the Macarena, 13 on top to beat 1, 7 and 9. Just ahead of the quality legs and a break, uh, some news on Racing New South Wales in regards to Mogo Magic. Um, he's been examined by Racing New South Wales vet and earlier today, which I think might have been yesterday when this article went to print, but 
the veterinarian examined Mogo Magic and found the horse to be mildly lame, one out of five. And he's off foreleg with a slightly increased pulse to the front in the same limb. So as a result, the horse is currently receiving treatment for a foot condition and the horse will be reassessed by the stable veterinarian over the weekend. So uh, Mogo Magic under a little bit of a cloud heading towards the Kosciuszko at the weekend. I hope they can get him right. Oh, gee, that is just horrible luck the week of the race. Um, yeah. I hope everything calms down and he can take his place. Yeah, they get onto these. It sounds like a, a stone bruise, uh, mm. which they can get onto pretty quick. Yep. And um, they can get over it. Some can get over it pretty quickly. So one out of five is not lame. But it's obviously there's a pulse there and he's feeling it and uh, he'll be um, poulticed up and see what happens. But not ideal, but no. I wouldn't uh, shut the door on him yet. No, absolutely. I yeah, hope that uh, for Scott Collings, the slot holder and all the owners, they can get him to the race because um, he's certainly there to run well. We'll come back with the quadrilla legs for Rose Hill on Racing HQ and Sky Racing, Sky Sports Radio. Also, uh, you can listen to us this morning. Back with more Other Side. Experience a remarkable week of racing in one of the world's great cities, Hong Kong, with the Big Sports Breakfast team. Leaving December 5, you'll be transported to Happy Valley with racing under lights for the World Jockeys Challenge. Plus head to Sha Tin for the four Group 1s and the World Turf Championships. And when not at the race course, you can shop, harbour cruise or just relax. Join the Big Sports Breakfast in Hong Kong. Myself, Dave Stanley and Laurie Daly. For more information, go to ambassadortravel.com.au. A catalogue of 226 two-year-olds has been finalised for the English Ready to Race sale. All footage from the breeze-ups at Hawkesbury, Seymour and Cambridge is now available at english.com.au. The sale at Riverside on Tuesday, October 10. You know the feeling when your mate's golf ball flies past yours? Or when you're on the green in regulation, but he holds it from the bunker? At Drummond Golf, we get it. That's why we have our lowest price guarantee. As Australia's biggest, you can count on our massive buying power for the lowest prices in golf. But if you do happen to find a lower advertised price, we'll beat it. The Drummond Golf Lowest Price Guarantee. Unbeatable. Conditions apply. Up this morning, big news for our national sport, cricket. Cricket? And the, it, Sorry, but our national sport what? is not cricket. Yeah, it's Aussie rules. No, it's rugby league. No, cricket was played first. Soccer's played the most. No, but the, the, well, the world would argue yeah. swimming. We serve more than we sport. Sport is our sport, and it's all better on the tab app. Tab. We're on. You win some, you lose more. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. The Tab Everest, the world's richest race on turf. $20 million. Royal Randwick, October 14. The Tab Everest. Will you be watching? Racing HQ. Brought to you by HQ Insurance. Be sure, insure with HQ. And Bet's Friends on the Tab app. Follow the Racing HQ Bet's Friends team for all the team's tips. What are you really gambling with? Welcome back to the show. Good to have your company on the Rose Hill Preview. We're up to race number seven. It's the Hill Stakes over 1,900 metres. And uh, Ben Way has got the market. Tab.com.au. He's a shocker scratch. So to Ironclad. So take out 15 and 16. We'll start off with Numerian. Numerian, of course, running second in the race last year. $15 to $14 today, but opened up at 26 with zero deductions applicable. Zarek at $9 out of full point. Young Bird has been a firmer, and it is off the back of money. $26 the open, $16 to $14 today. 
Lunsi is at $26. Blinkers again, nose roll off first time. No compromise, $51 to $41. Protagonist opened up at $6, now $7. Blinkers go on for the first time there. Who your mail, $4.60, has a move, $15 to $23 for Skylab. Hosier, $15 to $16. Mount Popper, $51 to $81. Montefilia, Nashra Willa has already won. This race twice, looking for three with the favourite, three dollars sixty to three eighty. Hinged at ten dollars. Magical Lagoon, sixty-one dollars, and Fireburn at thirteen. Just a fun fact: as we come to Duff, only two mares have won the race in the past twenty years. Very elegant, and Miss Marielle. There you go, Montefilia looking to become the third. So, speed here, New Marion drawn wide, uh, first up, but a bit of intent in the setup here. First up, 1900 metres, he'll have done the work, so he'll revert or revert to the norm in terms of spearing forward. Hosier won't be far away, hinged, trying to bounce back from cardiac arrhythmia. She typically uh, uses the draw when she gets it, and Huyamal can be closer today. Third up, 1900 metres. I know he's settled ninth and seventh, and he's two runs back, both over the mile, so a different scenario for him today, Duff. Yes, I'm just wondering whether Ben is uh, using uh, Bruce's stats man. Are you using Bruce's stats man or will you get your own? Bruce um, is smart enough to not share his stats man. Also, <laughs> I didn't think so. Can I also add that Bruce could be his own stats man, honestly. I know that, but he is he, a uh, he's a professional. Uh, look, I, I like him a lot, I think I'm going to get a better price. So I think you'll get a, a better odds here, who you mull, um, because there's other options in this race. But I've, I've been waiting, 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 patiently, just throwing a few dollars away along the way. Uh, but today, it's he's got to put his hand up if he's going to measure up in a couple of these spring races. So uh, I think we're all expecting a more positive ride. Uh, he's just been a bit slow early, slower than expected early recently, but at this distance uh, from this draw, I think he's going to put himself in a beautiful spot here and hard to beat. Protagonist is the one I'm wary of. Um, we all saw him having his first start in Australia at this track and distance in the sky high last prep, and he was excellent. So he presents well with blinkers on third up barrier one, and... Look, obviously she fits in beautifully here, the Mayor Montefilia. This is a lovely race for her with, this, you know, with these circumstances. And best of the rest is 14 Fireburn, who's very likeable here as well. If they happen to overdo it up front, she's going to be steaming home. 7, 6, 11, 14, intriguing little race. Yeah, it is. I've gone the way of Huyamal as well. 7, 2, 6 and 11. I think today's the day we can get the cash with Huyamal. It's a lovely setup out in Journey. Third up, he's got a good base. Uh, this table, we're talking about Epsom's, Metrops along the way, and they've decided to just hold him back and go to this Hill Stakes. And I know they're pretty bullish about how well he's going. So you look at that seven stakes, like think it over, Zaki, Fangirl, surely that has to be a strong reference for this. Case in point with Zarek, if you're making a case for Huyamal, Zarek has to be in the conversation. He's a dead set dry tracker. He gets conditions to suit. He was flying at the back end of last campaign and he's two runs back this time in suggests that he's come back just as well six protagonists, I can see the case there as Duff touched on, Blinkers first time Barrier one, he was fantastic behind Just Fine making a, a sustained run to the line he should be peaking up now, third up an 11 Montefilia, I think she has to find a little bit more, we know she's capable of better but she gets the right setup to do that she loves Rose Hill and she finds a Nashua Willer, so a few things in her favour today, 7, 2, 6 and 11 Let's see which way Darren's gone. <coughs> Excuse me, with his thoughts in race number seven, and he goes this way: seven, six, eleven, nine, seven on top. Who Mal for Darren as well. We go now to race number eight on the program, and this is the Alan Brown Stakes over fourteen hundred metres. Ben. 
Yeah, named after the former Sydney Turf Club and Racing New South Wales chairman, Alan Brown AM. So four scratchings, Charterhouse, Tamerlane, Spangler and looks like Elvis, but zero deductions applicable on that front. So at the top, we've got Cepheus, $4.60 the open, $5.50 today, out to $6.50, a touch on the easy side. Skyman, 51 to $71, Bandersnatch, 26 to 34 Stockman, triple figures, 101 to $151. Roots eleven dollars hasn't moved. Banjo fifty one to forty one dollars. Lions Raw fifteen dollars the open twenty three and steady today. Attractable fifty one dollars the open hasn't moved from thirty one today. Detonator Jack six fifty hasn't moved. Waterford four dollars eighty again hasn't budged today. Argentia ten dollars hasn't moved. Cuban Royale is one twenty six dollars the open. Well, that wasn't enough. But $51 this morning, that was snapped up into $34 and is actually the sixth best-backed runner in the race. Waterford and Detonator Jack top that list. Palmetto, $14. Alencia, $9.50. Wild Planet, $41. How are we still going? Cisco Bay, 151 to 101 <laughs> Dakota Healy at $9 and Flying Crazy, 51 to 41 Jeez, that's a big field. Yeah, it's found its spot already, hasn't it? The Alan Brown. Uh, big field here. Capacity 18, good speed on paper and plenty of different opinions floating about. But speed-wise, I think Attractable finds the front, albeit slightly back in journey. Banju, he's nice and fresh. He gets the trail across from Attractable. Wild Planet. I think they have to ride him aggressive now that Tamerlane's come out and just try and find a spot on top of the speed, if not being the speed maker himself. And then you're looking at the horses that get lovely runs just in behind. Argentia, Cepheus, Palmetto and Coda Heel here, Duff. Yep, I agree with all that. It's an intriguing race just uh, all round. You know, there's little options out wide or it's in, we're not, we haven't got a definitive uh, map in place. So it'll be a real tactical affair here. I'm happy to spec Palmetto at the odds. I like this horse. I'm, uh, uh, he's a bit of an ugly duckling, but he's come back better in the skin and he's just bloomed up, knock, knocked up in the Cameron Behind Democracy Manifest and maybe in the worst part of the track there. And this is a lovely target for him, uh, stalking the speed with no weight on his back. So I'll spec him. I think plenty of dangers, obviously. Waterford sets up beautifully. Uh, Argentia up to 1,400. She's the one with the spring in the step, stepping up in distance. A lot of these horses have to come back uh, 100 metres here uh, where she just goes to that next level of, of distance and best of the rest is Roots who's just a terrific fresh mare you know I can make on Detonator Jack just if he's sharp enough for 1400 but his stable's tipping up a storm and you can just can continue to uh, make cases for a lot of horses here, They're flying crazy Michael says get on, 40 to 1 15, 12, 13 and 5 yeah, good support for Detonator Jack as well. They keep chipping away at his price. He's much shorter elsewhere than Tab's current quote, so uh, pay plenty of respect to him. I've found a spot for him in fourth, but I've got Argentia on top, and I'm just leaning on the odds here. I think double-figure odds is pretty generous, so I want to take the punt that she can bounce back from last start. I just like the idea of her finding cover. She hasn't had that luxury in her, her latest two runs. She was wide no cover behind Binos Notchos two starts ago. That saw her start. A very well-backed uh, chance there in the Theo Marks, and she settled outside the lead and didn't really settle in fact uh, she was kind of a little bit busy there in the run and uh, didn't finish off accordingly so today back to the trials nice little freshen up 1400 meters everything has fallen into place 12 waterford 
Uh, he's easy enough to find. Uh, he was great in the Theo Marks himself. He backed that up with a fast finishing third in the Shannon Stakes behind Cepheus, and he gets a little weight swing there, two and a half kilos to turn the tables. That's no knock on Cepheus. Uh, the cherry there is the draw. He's going to do absolutely no work whatsoever uh, from the outset. Lobs into a lovely spot, and he only has to hold his form to be in the finish again. And 10 detonated Jack. 11 career starts, and he's yet to start longer than $7.50. So the market's always gravitated towards him, and case in point today again. 13, 12, 1 and 10. 19 on top for Darren. <clears throat> That's Coda Healy. 19 to beat 10, 12 and 1. As we go now to race number 9 with our Rose Hill preview. And this race is the Nivison Group 3 over 1,200. Yeah, it's been a Group 3 since 2013 coming up from listed status. So a couple come out of this. Wallinga Beast 3 by 2 and Vienna Princess 2 by 1. The two scratchings. We'll start off with Royal Merchant, $15.00. Hasn't budged. Revolutionary Miss, $15, hasn't budged. Parasail, $3.40, has not moved. Queen of the Ball, $7, hasn't moved. Magic Time, $3.20, again, briefly hit $3.40, but back to that opening quote today. Banana Queen, $23 to $21. Sizzle Class, $12, no move in or out there. Rain Bill, $26, out to $34, back to $26. Dalcini, $34 to 51, back to its opening quote. Or debt, 34, hasn't moved. Russian Conquest, 16, hasn't moved. And Cool Die, 16, hasn't moved. I can explain that a little bit. We've got the uh, second best backed runner in the race in this, uh, six, second best backed runner across the meeting in this race, and that's Magic Time. So it's the noted firmer, 460 the open, 320 to $3.40, back to 320 today. There's three times more on Magic Time than Paracel. I think she went up significantly longer too in the all-in market, so Tab will be in for a nice whack if she happens to lob today. Speed-wise, Queen of the Ball, she'll find the front, you'd expect, but thereafter, uh, it's open for interpretation. Does Paracel get across the little outside the lead? Well, Rainbeal showed more toe there last time out, jumping cleanly to put itself outside a tri-state in the run. Banana Queen, uh, she's better with cover, so she'll be hoping just to, to slot in behind the top two. And we heard from Graham Begg this morning, suggested that Magic Time has some versatility in terms of where she settles, and they'd be reluctant to drag her right back. So an interesting first couple hundred metres here, Duff. Yes, it will be. And I think that'll be the the moment of the race getting around that first turn. I, I couldn't see Magic Time draw, dragging back here. I think half a length inside Paracel getting the push across somewhere and might be the play. Uh, leave it to Nash and Graham to sort that out. So I think if she gets the right run, she wins. Uh, well, she goes close to winning. I, I think she's very likeable, Philly. Uh, um or mayor she is now, but Graham's always had a huge opinion of her. Um, just been held back for this, no setbacks with that uh, five weeks uh, since the first up run. So, yeah, very comfortable with her. Um, getting in short now. She's getting good odds here. The only leader, Queen of the Ball. Well, she was pretty well tied to the hip with Paracel, first up, and then um, excuses the other day in, a, in a, what looks to be a very hot race at, um, uh, there. So she'll run much better here today. Paracel, what you see is what you get. She's just so genuine. And Revolutionary Mrs. Trialling up, showing a bit of dash. Five, four, three and two. Yeah, I've gone the way Queen of the Ball uh, at that quote, $7. I'm just hoping that these other few chances in the race are too worried about what they're doing uh, and looking at each other and she's just one out in front. 
getting an easy enough time and giving a kick there, turning for home. So a dry track suit. She was fantastic there first up, where she was only just beaten narrowly by Paracel, and that was on a soft track. She's even better on a dry surface. And I know it looks a bit disappointing there on paper last time out, but as Duff mentioned, that's a red-hot race, that Scirocco behind Sunshine and Paris and Espiona. Uh, they smashed the clock. Espiona since won, and she was only beaten two and a half lengths. So catch me if you can on Queen of the Ball. Five magic time, three Paracel. Uh, the cases there make themselves, don't they? Two very talented mares. They'll just need a few things to fall into place in the early stages for them to run up to their best. And if there's a sneaky little knockout here, it's Dalcini. Uh, I know her record doesn't suggest that, or doesn't inspire a lot of confidence, her strike rate. However, she's raced at this level pretty much throughout her entire career. She'll do no work from the gate. If she gets a split to the right time, she could thunder home into the finish. 4-5-3-11. Darren likes uh, number five on top. That is magic time to beat 3-2 and 13. That's Darren Flindell. As we arrive at the last, the Sarone handicap over 1,300 metres, Ben. Scratching Delalart, number seven, 13, Ivan Spiro, three by three, the deductions there. Overriding, no deductions, 15, Super Chill, two by one. Avery, number 16, who was good at the midweeks, no deductions, and Boldino, six by seven. So we're only talking 11 cents to win total there, but they do add up, don't they? King of the Castle, $23 to $26 today. Kobe, $4.80 to open, $2.80 to $2.60 today. Best back runner in the race, seven times more than the next best back runner in it, and occupying about 60% of the overall hold. Monarch of Egypt, $23 to $26. Diamond Dealer, $9.50 hasn't budged. Super helpful, $41 to $51. Colour Sergeant Framie McLucas, who picked up a Metro double at the midweek, $71. True Crime, first up, $26. Uh, we've got the nine, Lafagu, I'll go with, $15 to $16. Gringotts, $4.60 to $4.20. Portray, $13, hasn't moved. Oakfield, Waratah, $26 to $34, back to $26. Bunker Hut, second best back runner in the race, $7.50 to $8. And Wizard of Oz, $21, hasn't moved, but did open up at $26. All aboard Kobe in the last. He shouldn't have any excuses looking at the map. There's four or five candidates to go forward. He should get the camp in behind them. You've got True Crime, Oakfield, Waratah, Diamond Dealer, who's very fit coming back in grade and finds Nashawilla. I can't imagine they'd be giving up the front. And Wizard of Oz and Petray coming across from wider draws. So enough there to keep each other busy, Duff. Yep, better the day for me. He's getting into where he should have been to start with, I thought. He was terrific in a strong race first up. Beautifully placed claim, inside draw, back in grade, and very hard to beat with even luck. I think um, when I, I struggled for dangers. Um, Gringotts, there was just too much uh, confidence around him the other day. I know he was probably at every hope, but he might be better than that. Uh, so he goes in. Diamond Dealer, because of the style uh, that she goes forward, Late in the day, track drying is always an advantage. And uh, Bunker Hut has to go in. He seems to come back strong horse, uh, winning that midway first up. I think two will win, 2, 10, 4 and 18. Yeah, I'm with him as well. 2, 4, 10 and 11. And a confident push this morning from Sam Kavanagh as well. So that's just a little cherry on the top. But he's clearly hard to beat. Back in grade, second up, 1,300 metres. Finds a very winnable race and in well after the claim. So even luck, I think he can brush past these leaders and get the job done. For Diamond Dealer, she won't be a, an easy nut to crack. She's been up for a long time. She's holding her form. Uh, she's fit. She's honest. And she comes back in grade from the Golden Pendant where the stables had to throw up the stumps. And she was only beaten, what, five lengths behind Espiona and, and a tissue. That reads well for this and I do love that pairing with Nashua Willer. 10 Gringotts, he did have every possible chance there last time out, having been met with good support, maybe he was too half a run short uh, no excuses today fitness wise back to 1300 metres, another kind draw and Jason Collett does the steering and 11, Portray 
We're all making a little case for her there first up, thinking that she'd be the, the sharp fresh mare on the scene over 1,100 metres, but she hit a bit of a flat spot and was coming again through the line, so now she's a bit older, she might be looking for a touch further and she gets that here, just has to offset uh, that wide gate in the early stages though. 2, 4, 10 and 11. All aboard. Special for Darren Kobe, number two on top. He's going some weight today, this horse. To beat 18, 10 and 4. Ron Duffersy, what's your best for Rose Hill? Yeah, all aboard, all right. Uh, Kobe in the last. Give him strength. Um, best value, I think, is fire in race four, number three. Thanks for the morning, Duff. See you, guys. Have a good day. Brad Gray, your best. Yeah, best for me, race seven, number seven, Hu Yamal in the $2 million feature there, the Hill Stakes. Third up, dry track, out in trip. I think he's very much ready to win. And the best value is Argentia, uh, heavily back there last time out uh, to start, what, $3.60. Now we're getting double-figure odds about a mare that I think is going particularly well and she maps to get every chance in the run. So best bet, race seven, number seven, Hu Yamal, and the best value, race eight, number 13, Argentia. Have a good one, Brad. Thanks, guys. There's Brad Gray. Uh, ben Way to tidy up uh, our Rose Hill preview. Yeah, so the best backed runner across the card is NCAP. Uh, considerably best backed in that race. 11 times more than the next best, which is Mark Arena. So that's in race number six today. Just a reminder, too, about the fixed odds offers. So at Rose Hill, Flemington and Eagle Farm, races one to six, run second or third. Bonus bet back up to $50. But when it comes to the feature at Rose Hill and the Turnbull Stakes, for that matter, the Hill Stakes and the Turnbull, fixed odds offer, run second to tenth. Bonus bet back up to $50. Thanks, Luke. Thanks, Ben. Chat to you for the Flemington preview soon. Racing HQ will continue on Sky Sports Radio. Good morning to our Sky Racing viewers. What are you really gambling with? For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Two-year-olds by the likes of I Am Invincible, Schnitzel and Extreme Choice headline a strong catalogue of 226 for the English Ready to Race sale. The 2023 renewal at Riverside on Tuesday, October 10. Catalogue available now at english.com.au. Be trackside for the Tad Everest. Witness history with the fastest horses on earth with $20 million to be won. Along with the first running of the $5 million King Charles III stakes with live music after the last race. Tab Everest Day, October 14 at Royal Ram. Book now at theracers.com.au. Sick of cheap bloodstock insurance that doesn't deliver? HQ Insurance offer mortality policies with superior features, including life-saving surgery cover, agreed value, and all with HQ's renewal extension clause. Visit HQ Insurance. .com.au for more. Be sure, insure with HQ. At Tab, we're on for a mammoth racing offer. Bet fixed odds on the Hill Stakes at Rose Hill and Turnbull Stakes at Flemington this Saturday. And if your horse doesn't win but runs in the top 10, get bonus bets back up to $50. That's right, we've got you covered from 2nd to 10th this Saturday. Tab. We're on. First online fixed odds win bet only. T's and C's at website. Imagine what you could be buying instead. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Need a forklift? Don't just get a forklift, get a Toyota forklift. Toyota is the world's number one forklift brand. With a great range of pallet jacks, walkie stackers and reach forklifts, right up to their leading Toyota counterbalance forklifts. Legendary reliability and safety with cleaner, greener electric options. Toyota can tailor the right forklift solution for you. It's all part of the Toyota forklift advantage. For more, visit toyotamaterialhandling.com.au. Get a Toyota forklift. 
rare racing chance to buy the iconic standard bread property Bidji Ribbon, the home of the famous Brooklyn Lodge Stud. Minutes from Bathurst on 610 hectares with water rights. Auction day October 26th. For full details, contact Nutrient Harcourts. Introducing the Car Sales Car of the Year, the all-electric Kia EV6. With up to 528 kilometres of range, the Kia EV6 is leading the charge. And with its ultra-fast charging technology, you can charge from 10 to 80% in as little as 18 minutes. The Kia EV6, Car Sales Car of the Year. Find out more at kia.com.au or drop in to your nearest Kia dealer. Kia, movement that inspires. Did you know the English Ready to Race sale is the only Australian two-year-old sale to produce group-winning graduates in each of the past four renewals? Don't miss the 2023 sale at Riverside, Tuesday, October 10. Catalogue available now at english.com.au. Looking to take the next step in your career? Marcus Oldham's Advanced Diploma of Equine Business Management gives you the skills for a rewarding career in the equine industry. Open up unique opportunities across the world in racing, bloodstock, stud management, breeding, horse health and marketing. There are even pathways to higher academic study. Visit marcusoldham.vic.edu.au forward slash equine to discover why our students have such impressive employment prospects and love this course so much. In a moment, the traffic. A wise man once said the secret to creativity is knowing how to hide your sources. Everyone would love to know how de Bortoli winemakers create fabulous wines, such as Windy Peak, affordable quality. Here's the traffic. Set up a big Saturday night with an irresistible pork and ricotta lasagna. So delicious, so easy to make. Visit pork.com.au for the recipe and get some pork on your fork. Sydney at Riverwood, the M5 eastbound on-ramp from Belmore Road, an accident affecting your eastbound run. Stratfield, slow northbound, Centenary Drive, approaching Arthur Street. Brisbane and Newstead roadworks are affecting both directions on Evelyn Street. It's closed between Creswell Street and Breakfast Creek Road, diversions in place. Luna Park, Sydney is just for fun these school holidays, with rides and entertainment the whole family can enjoy. It's the ultimate day out. Get your tickets at lunaparksydney.com. I'm Luke Jumain, number one in racing on Sky Sports Radio. Join Hancock's Racing number 11 to race seven horses in four states. Shares $1,500, no more to pay. Payment plan at up to five and a share. Call 03-527-49171 for a prospectus. Website, hancocks.com.au. The Tab Everest, the world's richest race on turf. $20 million. Royal Randwick, October 14. The Tab Everest. Will you be watching? A catalogue of 226 two-year-olds has been finalised for the English Ready to Race sale. All footage from the breeze-ups at Hawkesbury, Seymour and Cambridge is now available at english.com.au. For sale at Riverside on Tuesday, October 10. Interstate Form Preview brought to you by Bet's Friends on the Tab app. Follow the Racing HQ Bet's Friends team for all the team's tips. What are you really gambling with? Welcome back. Racing HQ on your Saturday, about to preview the Melbourne meeting today. There's Group 1 Turnbull Stakes Day down there at Flemington. And Ben Way rejoins me for the preview. Full markets very, very shortly. Ben, as I say good morning to you again, you've survived the Rose Hill preview. How's the activity been on Flemington so far? 
Yeah, of the two, it's pretty action-packed there at Flemington, actually. At Rose Hill, it kind of heats up late, and I'm sure it'll build throughout the course of the day. But there's one in race one and another one in race three that we'll touch on that have been really, really well supported. I will just quickly mention those fixed odds offers while I have a chance. Uh, it does apply to Rose Hill, Flemington and Eagle Farm. So today races one to six runs second or third. Bonus bet back up to $50. When it comes to the feature in Sydney and Melbourne, the Hill Stakes and the Turnbull, another fixed odds offer runs second to tenth. Bonus bet back up to $50. Before you have a bet, though, think to yourself, what's gambling really costing you? For free and confidential support, call 1-800-858-858 or visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. I've said those lines before, haven't I? You've got them memorised, no doubt, by now. Yeah, I think it's fair to say they might put it on my tombstone. <laughs> Hopefully not any time soon, buddy. Uh, let's uh, welcome in the form experts. Uh, Mark Hunter is on the line to talk Flemington. How are you this morning, Mark? Morning, Luke. I'm fantastic. Yeah, you would be, mate, with a big day ahead today. Group 1 racing down there at Flemington, the Turnbull. How have you found the meeting and what's your take on the track? Oh, it's a cracker. I actually went out and walked it Thursday. It was beautiful. It was going to be a good four. They forecast one mil of rain and I think they got eight overnight, which was uh, not quite right. But just listening to Liam this morning, he thinks it'll get to a good four through the day. I thought it raced really evenly up the straight, so... No excuses, the best racetrack in Australia. Yeah, absolutely, mate. Looking forward to it. Warren Huntley, are you up and about? Good morning. I am up and about. You couldn't be anything but up and about with the quality of the, the meeting we've got at Flemington today. And although it's going to be cool conditions, we're expecting to get to a good four by the middle of the meeting, which is terrific considering the weather we've had this week. Well, let's get into it, gentlemen. The first race is three hours and 17 minutes away. It's a benchmark 78 over 1,200. Benway with the market. You can take out numbers 2, 3, 13, 17 and 18. Deductions, our last cash. Positive news on that front with our last cash, by the way, ahead of uh, the small amount in the Kosciuszko. 6 by 7, the deductions there. 10 by 9 for Extravagant Star. And Etienne is 13 by 12, which is 29 cents worth the win. And that's significant enough as we make our way through. Mr. Exclusive, $23 hasn't budged today. Superazzi, $10 hasn't moved. William Thomas, $10 to $17. Zorro's Dream, $34. Anilla, $8 to $7.50. My Yankee, $15 to $14. Cristani, $51 to $41. Quang Tri, $26. Briefly hit $34, back to $26. Boldino, $6.50. Did open up at $12, though. Stormbolt, $7 to $7.50. Harbin, $19 to $18. And the action is down the bottom. So Buse is our best-backed runner... Compared to Boldino, there's 12 times more money on Buse. We're talking just short of 60% of the hold, and the second best fact is actually uh, Superazzi. But Electric Pulse rounds things out. $9 out to 10 back to $9. Mark Hunter, race one. It's a wide open race. Luke, I'm going to go with Buse, number 15. It was probably a bit stiff last time. It ran well there. It's come back from a spell in good order. It gets a good gate. I wouldn't be shocked if they came down the inside for race one. You've got Jamie Carr riding. I think it'll settle closer and can run well to beat the two horses who fought the race out last time, number seven, Anilla, and number 11, Boldinho. I think they're both better suited back to 1,200. Anilla goes forward on what looks like a fairly moderate speed, gets a beautiful run and kicks hard. Same with 11, Boldinho. Drawn out wide, but can go forward, get a nice run. And fourth pick, number four, Super Razi. Going well, coming back to 1,200 metres, got the blinkers on, should be charging at the mic. So 15, 7, 11 and 4. Elmwick number 15 views also not hard to mount a case that we could have won without that late interference. Last start, 15 for me. Ahead of four, Super Archie, who's 
back from Sydney and back in distance. But, gee, I think he's come to hand well. His preparation gets the blinkers on here. It'll be strong late at the end of uh, the 1,200 metres. 11, Baldino's fit and in form. Drawn out wide mightn't be that much of a, a disadvantage. You'll blend into the race at the right time. Not including 16, Electric Impulse, who's been kept on the fresh side. Better over further, but another one that'll be very strong late and mightn't get too far off them down the straight. 15, 4, 11, 16. That's race number one at Flemington today. We go to race number two on the program and this over the 1,000 metres. Benway's got the market. Hello, Plenty. Horse number one comes out. Favourite is Blue Illusion. And that horse, $2.10, hasn't moved today, but did open up three forty-seven times more than the next best backs, which is Bodyguard and Immortal Joy has been spected in each way price. Other notable firmers, Centre Square, $21 the open, but $9 and hasn't moved today. And that'll about do us. Warren Huntley, race two. Obviously plenty to learn here, Luke, but uh, gee, there could be something in uh, a son of blue point. They've got Olfen Blue uh, trying to get the, the stallion off to a flying start here in uh, in Victoria and in Australia. And like the jump out down the straight, there were quicker jump outs, but like the way he moves. Number two, Blue Illusion. Bodyguard was tested in that trial in Sydney and We've seen Espionage come out and win the Breeders out of that trial, so there's some good form there early in the two-year-old season. Like what eight Wolfgang had to offer or looked to have to offer in a jump out down the straight, J-Mac to rise a positive and probably getting better over further. But I love the way that Royal Hill moved in a jump out down the straight also. Inside draw probably concedes in a start, but probably strong late. Two, three, eight, seven. Yeah, two for me as well, Blue Illusion. We saw a trial down the straight. Beat a horse called Eject there who... Had won a Cranbourne trial before that easily. The time wasn't great, but Blue Illusion looked to do it very comfortably and move well to beat number three, Bodyguard. Got the split, was ridden along against Espionage. You got a good form line there. Number eight, Wolfgang's had a short course trial, longer trial. Looks to go nicely. I think they're the three main hopes. And then four centre square. Given a shake-up in its trial, went just okay, but they did run good time. Two, three, eight and four. That's race number two, Flemington. We move to the third on the program, and this race is over 1,800 metres. Decent-sized field here, Ben. Absolutely. So I won't go through all of them, but 9, 13, 14, 16 and 18 are all scratchings. One cent to win, two cents to place for gates, and the rest of them didn't impact us at all. Just goes to show how figures can be misleading. Best-backed runner in the race is Riff Rocket from Mickey O, but... 53% 53% of the money on Mickey O was in one bet. We took a bet of $10,000 each way at $19 and $4.80 about Mickey O. So there you go. Riff Rocket at $3.10 out to $3.20 now. Mickey O is the other one that's been inspected at prices I've touched on. And another one hard in the market is Ambassadorial 950 to 10. How do you see this third race, Mark? It's another tough race. Look, I'm with number five, Apulia, who we saw run second in the size down here last campaign, came back from a spell, beat an awful field at Cranbourne, went to the valley, was just left behind but really kept finding the line, was down to run at Flemington recently, played up in the gates. It's got the blinkers on here. I think it'll park two-thirds of the way back and be suited by the distance to beat Six Roof Rocket, who we've seen down here last campaign against Mojave Desert. Looks like it's come back from a spell in great order. Just gets the perfect run from gate one. Going to be very hard to beat. Eight rip roar. Went around two runs ago on the leaders track. Was just posted out wide. Did well to finish seventh. Went to Bendigo and chased the leader that was that booted away there. It was a good win. I think rip roar gets a good run. And then 12 Cosguy, who's a nice horse. The horse who beat it last time came out and won again at the Valley last night. Five, six, eight and 12. 
seeing it very similarly at the top end, just flip the exacto around. Keen on Riff Rocket here. I thought he's come back in really good order this campaign, and I like what I saw from him down here in his first racing preparation. Inside barrier draw, had the run at the distance, and I think he's the one to beat, Riff Rocket. Apulia had that incident at the barriers in the, the Spring Classics preview day. Back to the jump outs to get reinstated. Barrier blanket and blinkers on here. And jumped out nicely. And as Mark said, he, he was a real eye-catcher late at the Valley at his most recent run. Rip Ross, the other key winning hope for mine. The pre-race earmuffs go on. He was solid beating older horses in a benchmark race last start. He had no luck at all. The start before 1,800 metres looked suitable. And I can understand the spec at odds each way for, uh, for Mickey O. He looks a talented same time. I've got him as next best. 6, 5, That is the third on the program at Flemington. We continue with our preview. Warren Huntley and Mark Hunter. Benway's got the market for race four over 1,600. Yeah, one of the better back runners on the card is Legacy. Three and a half times more than the next best back runner in the race, which is in fact the second elect, Poifix. Poifix 550 hasn't budged today. Nadachi 8 to $6.50 to Sonic Boom $7.50 to seven dollars and they're the most prominent ones in the market no real significant firmers or big bets for those a little bit further down how did you see race four warren i'm with number two legacies peter moody's been quite open in saying thought she was ridden a little bit close to a hot speed second up so expected to be ridden more conservatively today and, and i think with the benefit of two runs under the belt she can run well here i was keen on her last start but that race didn't shape up that well for her. Two for me, and a 13 perfect who comes through a, a form race that ties a bit of his form together and was only first up on that occasion. She'll be improved out of that run. One to Sonic Boom comes through that form line and was very good through the line. You'd think 1,600 metres will be OK. And through the same form line as Legacy's, number eight, Nadachi, who was on that hot speed and, and battled on well. And I think she'll ride across from that wider draw and be part of the speed again today. Two, 13, one and eight. Yeah, I'm going with the Legacy's Nadachi race as the best form reference here. And I'll put them in that order. Number two, Legacy's ran well first up. Went to Flemington last time. Just sent forward, did way too much work, was left a sitting shot and weakened. Got a tricky gait here and has to bounce through that run okay, but I think it's the best form. If it comes through the race last time, has half even luck. I think it can win to beat number eight, Nadachi, who had a soft run first up then was sent forward in that fast race last time, just left a sitting shot. Again, got a wide barrier to overcome, but going well. For Zardozzi, bounced back to form last time. They probably should have won at Sandown. That was a weak race, but gets a good run here. And 13 perfect. I think it will derive the most benefit fitness-wise out of that race first up. Another one with a tricky gate to overcome. Two and eight, the best form for me. Two, eight, four, and 13. Brings us to race number five on the program. And this is the Danehill Stakes, 1,100 metres. Libertad had the temperature and missed the Golden Rose, but he turns up here, Ben. Absolutely right. Barbara scratching, so to Mexico. And in terms of deduction, seven by eight for Barbara, the only one that we need to worry about there. Libertad's on the third line. Most of the money and the market is I am unstoppable. So $2.80 the open, $3.10 hasn't budged today. Arto Nacho, $4.20. Did go up six bucks though. And Libertad, the other one, the $9.00. Disappeared six dollars fifty to six dollars back to six fifty today. Uh, the other one I wanted to make mention of, guys, was Kandinsky Abstract. Every horse that's come out of that maiden has since gone on and done well. Tudela Vita is one, Celestial Legends another, but today almost looks like D Day, and there is some money there in each way price. How did you see this one, Mark? Let's hope their money's right, Luke. Number seven, Kandinsky Abstract, who 
I think it's got a great chance here. It got back and never in the race first up and last time at Flemington. It and a horse up your way today called He-Man. They were just completely in the wrong race. They were out wide. You couldn't win there. You had to be down near the fence where Archo, Nacho and I Am Unstoppable were. I thought Kandinsky Abstract found the line well. It's got the blinkers on for the first time. J-Mac on here. Not a high-pressure race. Hoping it can settle closer, blend in behind the likes of Libertad and finish over the top of them and win to beat number four, Archo Nacho. Good horse, Archo Nacho. It'll go forward. On a galore probably leads. Archo Nacho should just park on the shoulder and get every chance. Number three, I am unstoppable. Can be a bit tardy away and may have a tricky barrier here down the straight, but it's got a got a hope to Libertad find this class much more suitable, get a nice run up near the front and be hard to run down. But cheering seven to run over the top of them, seven, four, three and two. Good race. I'm with Archo Nacho to win again. He was only first up when he was able to win a race that I'm unstoppable and Kandinsky abstract come through last start. You'd think he'd be improved with that. He'll ride the speed and, and keep out of trouble, not need a lot of luck or, or a pattern to go his way. It's all for me. Ahead of three, I'm unstoppable, who just had a little halt in momentum in the same race that Archo Nacho won last start. Then he chased well. He'll be further improved third up, you would think. And through the same race as Mark outlined, Kandinsky Abstract was just in the wrong part of that race. Gets the blinkers on here, and I think we'll have Archo Nacho a lot more in his sights. Nine, Spread an Angel through a different form line. She got a good finish on her. She was effective down the straight last start. Four, three, seven, nine. Race number six is the Kingston Town over 1,400 metres. We scratch numbers 12 and 13. So a field of 12 to run here, Ben. Yeah, and only five cents worth of deductions. Five by five for Osbred Flirt. Forbidden City didn't rattle us at all. So we've got a shorty here, dollar sixty. That feels like rock bottom. Sixty-one percent of the hold going that way, and easily the best backed runner in the race. But still, dollar sixty is very much on the short side. Life lessons seven dollars to six dollars fifty. Skew with seven fifty, and Waltz on by eighteen dollars. They're the most prominent ones in the market. We went up two dollars ten about Princess Grace. You got five cents worth of deductions there, so make it around the even money mark. I feel as though they just turned the tap off at a dollar sixty. It could get out again. Warren Huntley, race six. I think she's the most likely winner, albeit at a short quote, Princess Grace, who runs at group one level have been quite creditable. She gets back to Mayor's group two set weights and penalties here and she's not carrying the, the full penalty and I don't think coming back to fourteen hundred metres is a negative. Three for me, you had a one skew if it was a group one winner in New Zealand last start and, and was able to, to defeat Legato on that occasion. We've got a really good handle on the talented Legato through the win in the Guineas here during the autumn. Ten life lessons was able to, to test Amelia's duel last start. Hits this race third up. Looks the other key winning hope to me and I put 14 climbing star in who was below her best last start but she's better than that. Capable of bouncing back from a good draw. 3-1, 10-14. Yeah, looks pretty obvious race. Number three, Princess Grace, the one to beat. Uh, the Mr. Brightside form, I don't think sent forward outside facing the breeze last time was the ideal spot. Back to 14 here, good gate, should get a beautiful run to beat number one, Skew If, who I think will give it plenty to chase. It'll roll forward. It's got a terrific turn of foot, and, yeah, it'll be in front and making Princess Grace work. Number 10, Life Lessons. It's the other little winning chance. It's going terrific. It can be tardy at the gates. And then fourth pick, maybe number six, whilst on by, but I don't think it's a winning chance. Three, one, ten, then six. 
That is race number six at Flemington. Race seven on the program is the Bart Cummings. Key lead up to the Melbourne Cup. Um, I'm right in saying it's a, this uh, race you're exempt from ba- uh, ballot, uh, Mark and Warren. That's right, isn't it? Yep, golden ticket up for grabs here, Luke. Absolutely, mate. Uh, race seven, the Bart Cummings. Benway's got the market. Yeah, more of an even spread of money here. Unsurprisingly, best back is first immortal. At the Baskin, second best back. But in terms of scratching, Fancy Man, Hustler War, Carini and United Nations come out. 12, 13, 17 and 20. In terms of market order... First Immortal, $3.90 to $4.20 today. Goldman, $8 to $6.50, but not off the back of money with Tab. Must be other factors there. At the Baskin, 9 to eight fifty. Serpentine, $10 hasn't moved. And we're talking 10 or more the rest with no significant firmers amongst them. Who's getting that golden ticket here, Mark? Well, I reckon there's a stack of chances here, Luke. There's some horses at 100 to 1 that aren't hopeless. So, having said that, I'm going to tip the favourite, number 18, First Immortal, who we've seen at the distance once carry 60 kilos and win very well. We saw it last time given a magnificent ride, but did lump the 63 and was never, ever going to lose. Got a tricky gate here for D Stackhouse. Not sure where it, settled, where it ends up, but I think it's a nice horse and can measure up here to beat number seven at the Baskin. I like its racing style for this sort of race, coming from midfield, doing no work, blending in at the right time. Six virtuous circle. Fitter for two runs back, might need one more run, but looks just about ready to fire. And one Ash run who... Won the Hotham Handicap there a long time ago, but three starts ago, ran terrific in the Melbourne Cup and came back off that long spell. Three wives entitled to drop right out, but was strong through the line. Will need luck from the gate, but sure to be running on. Stack of chances, 18, 7, 6 and 1. Agree, it's an open race with plenty of chances. I've lobbed on the same top selection, though. First Immortal with that weight drop, the obvious upside that he's got, but he will need some luck from the draw. Then looks good speed in the race. Number of the Waterhouse and Bot runners will roll forward with others, so they should spread out a bit and hopefully that gives Dan Stackhouse an opportunity to find a spot. 18 for me ahead of three, Shiraz, who's drawn low, will get a nice run following the speed and I thought hit the line really well. Good late closing sectional for last start. 10, Alaskan God through the same race maps to get a, a nice run, probably just behind the speed also with Jamie Carr aboard. And 7, Athabaskan, like the tactical versatility in the last couple of wins, being able to roll forward and, and come from a little bit off speed. So that gives J-Mac some options here in a race where there looks to be a bit of tempo. 18, 3, 10 and 7. Group 1 Turnbull Stakes is race number 8 at Flemington today. Previous winners include Winks twice, Very Elegant, Incentivised two years ago, Hartnell, Preferment, Lucia Valentina, Zipping Efficient, Latorio, Sveno Fighter, Maccabi Diva, Elstrom, Northerly, Sunline. A few handy ones have won this, Ben. Just a couple. Again, I'm sure it'll take a handy one to win this race as well today. So Romantic Warrior, 40% of the hold is going that way, and there is two and a half times more money on Romantic Warrior than the next best back. From there, near on goes market order. So Romantic Warrior, 230 Osipenko, $6, second best back. Solcom, $7, third best back. Then we skip a few because West Wind Blows is $9. Right, you are at $15. But the third best back runner in the race, is Gold Trip, which went up around the $21 mark, now $16. Francesco Gardi at 17 23 or more. The rest, only two scratchings. El Patroness comes out, and so too Goldman. How do we handle this Hong Kong visitor, Warren? He's been very good up there, but it's a different beast to travel internationally. It is. It's a conundrum, isn't it? But, you know, a solid win, a dominant win over Dubai Honor sort of underlines his quality, going back only a couple of starts. And look, he had his feed changed. There's... Obviously, the query about settling in and travelling, but there's no doubting his talent. I'm in a 
put him on top, but I want some insurance in the quaddy. One, for me, romantic warrior. Head of 11, Sulcum. Love the way he measured up to wait for age last start. 2,000 metres at Flemington will suit. He might be better over even further, but, gee, I think he's uh, really come back well this campaign. West Wind Blows, the other international raider with some very good international form lines around him, and, and he's going to make his own luck somewhere near the speed. Seven Osipenko, I think, has got a winning chance also. 2,000 metres looks a, a good option for him at this stage of the campaign, and the way the race sets up, he should get his chance. One, eleven, five, and 7. John, number seven, Officer Pinko here. I think this horse looks absolutely ready to fire. Yeah, back to that Pericles 2,000 metre win last campaign where it mowed it down. It's come back on a spell. Okay, first up. Not suited at all. Second up. Not really suited third up either, the way that race was run, but just kept closing off nicely for third. It's got a good gait here. The speed doesn't look hectic. It doesn't have to get too far back. It'll have the, the imports in its sight. I think it's cherry ripe here, Officer Pinko, each way to beat number one, Romantic Warrior. Got the obvious Dubai on a form line. A little worry with missing the trial and maybe not taking to its feed straight away, but it goes forward, gets a great run up on the pace. Uh, for Francesco Gardi, I think this horse is flying. It just wasn't suited at all the way that race was run last time. I think you'll see a much better effort here. And five West Wind Blows, who's a good, tough, classy, on-speed horse, will get a beautiful run up near the front. Not much pressure and going to be very hard to run down. Fantastic race, seven, one, four, and 5. And Mark, can you just remind our listeners the the what happened with the feed, etc., with Romantic Warrior? Well, not really, Luke. I just you know it, it didn't take to it straight away. I think they had to bring. I think it didn't like didn't like the Aussie food. They had to bring its own food in from um, overseas. I think I'm right in saying that, Warren. Is that right? Yeah, they uh, they the feed that he normally gets they weren't able to use, so they had to sort of cobble together a hybrid to try and effectively substitute for the feed that he would have had if he, if he was in Hong Kong and he took a while to adjust to it, but word was that, that it did uh, get to the stage where he was fine, he was eating and drinking and he was back to normal health and J-Mac was very happy with his gallop at Flemington when he was uh, out of Werribee to have a gallop there. Mm, absolutely. I mean, they couldn't have just brought his food down. Is that a quarantine issue, I guess, that he couldn't have just brought his feed down from Hong Kong? That must have been the case, guys, but uh, he is so interesting today. Gee, polarised debate on social media and in the media this week, Mark. I don't know how you can knock him. Oh, you can't. I don't know how anyone can get on there. I guess the, the two obvious things, Luke, for anyone trying to assess the form is come up with a ratings figure, which I'm not clever enough to do, or go through the Dubai on a form line, which, mm. you know, you've seen in Dubai and Sydney blow Animal away. So that's the one I went with. If you do a race show here, there's not much pressure at all. It'll get a great run up near the front. I can't see how you can possibly knock it, whether you want to take the $2 or... That's up to you, but um, I can't see anybody can get on here and say they don't like it. I agree with you. And, mate, is it as simple as if he turns up in his best form, he wins, or is it a little bit more questionable? Oh, you would think if he turned up and ran to his best. Like, I can't see. I, I think him and West Wind Blows will get really easy runs up the front. Smoke and Romans might go forward from wide, but there's very little pressure. So if Romantic Warrior and West Wind Blows get the good run up front and they kick and they run to their absolute best... It's going to take a, like most of this field's got no chance in the world of running them down from back there. It's going to take a huge effort. I guess by tipping off Sapenko, you're just thinking that maybe there's more improvement to come from Romantic Warrior and it's not quite going to be at its top today. Yeah, understand. Um, no, I can't bag off Sapenko either. He's done nothing wrong uh, building up towards this race and he'll like the 2000. Race number nine, Gilguy, 1200 metres, Benway with the market, no scratchings. 
No scratching. Star Patrol is the best back runner, but only just. There is a, a significant drop away in money from the Turnbull to this race, but it'll pick up before it, I'm sure. Saint Magique is $4.80 in the second best back runner there. G 